What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 118 of Beef's Beef. Doing it on a Thursday again here. Uh, back with my with my bro, BJ. Rock, rock, rock. I yeah. thought you, you had told me you wanted that sound effect yeah. at the intro, right? Yeah, we, we do a test before every episode, and that was the sound that he made instead of just regularly talking. Yeah. And it, I told him he sounded like he was dying. Rumor has it that I was passing away during that process. I don't think so. I think yeah. it was just a brief seizure. I was like, just hit your life alert, bro. We'll be okay. Yeah, I blacked out a little bit, but, you know, maybe later I'll give you another sound effect. I'm, you know, I'm holding out for it. Yeah. So, like always, we are sponsored by Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage, which she finally sent me a text to tell me the new info. That's what I'm talking about. So, they are now Century Mortgage a Century Mortgage Company, a division of Bay Equity Home Loans. I can't believe that you're on texting terms with somebody so famous. What do you mean? Well, I, I mean, it's just pretty cool. Not everybody has, you know, the possibility to text famous people. I got, I got to tell you a story. Yeah. It's, so, at work, I always, I have my boss and then my buddy that sits next to me. Both are big Louisville fans. So, like, uh, oh, that's Domino's. That's not Papa John's. I think... Did I say Papa John's? Yeah, you said Papa John's. Because remember I said I ate Papa John's Sunday. It was very, yeah, you did say that, but it was very disrespectful to, I'm not sure who, but one of those two to say the I'll be honest name. with you, man. So I'll tell a different story and then tell this. So Saturday, we ate Domino's at Hilltop because their kitchen was closed. Yeah. For Jeremy's birthday. And then I ate Papa John's the next day because I'm, I love pizza. That's devastating that Hilltop was closed because that food is delish. Yes, their food is very good. But we were actually going to order Papa John's first, but they were already closed because it was like midnight or, or 1230 or something. Yeah. So we ordered Domino's. I heard that they were sold out of pizza because the Papa was ordering all. Yeah, he had 40 pizzas in the last 30, 30 days. 40 pizzas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I said all that to say this. Domino's pizza was not very good. Oh, no. It's I, I'm not... I, first off, I can't stand their crust flavoring. I feel like it's, I don't know, it's, I don't like stuff getting on my hands. Yeah. And that stuff, like, sticks to your hands, but it's just not good. You told me before that you didn't like Domino's, because remember I tried to order it one time, you are like, no. I was like, yeah, but it's a great deal, it's da da and you're like, mm, I'll pay $50 for a pizza before <laughs> I eat that. <laughs> it, now, I'll go, it's not the worst, but, like, because their sides are very good. Their wings are good. Their okay. uh, cheesy bread is good. Their chicken is good, but I just I'm not a fan of their pizza. Like I, if I'm picking sides yeah. as an overall team, I would probably I probably take Domino's, even though I, my favorite side is the garlic parmesan breadsticks from Papa John's. Really? Yeah, but I'll be honest. Like when I, I don't eat pizzas a ton with like groups of in that type of setting. So yeah. a lot of times when I'm ordering, it's just like a single individual pizza, or it might be those two topping medium pizzas. Yeah. So. I don't really care between Pizza Hut, Papa John's, and, and um, Domino's. Like, I'll be honest with you, man. I've been hitting Little Caesars more than any of them here recently. Well, little skeezers. You know what I did? I went in there one night, and I didn't realize that they didn't have the hot and ready deal going anymore. You know what I'm saying? They don't? Well, it's, I think. I mean, they, I don't order it, so that's why I don't ever notice, because I always get, like, the pretzel pizza or the stuffed crust. See, they. I'm sure they maybe do, but, like, I went in there one night, I'm like, yeah, let me get one of those uh, pepperoni pizzas, please. And they're like, okay, be a little while. I'm like, what? You guys don't have a pepperoni pizza ready? Like, no, you're supposed to order them now. You didn't know that? I'm like, yeah, I eat at Little Caesars quite often. It is nice to know that if you're a person that doesn't like to talk to people, yeah, 
that you can order online and literally just go type in your code on that thing and not talk to anyone the entire time. So what I do is I just go in there and just start typing codes and maybe the vault will unlock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Pick me a winner, bro. Yeah, or you, I mean, you can just scan your phone and it opens up yours. It's, I mean, it's pretty nice. Yeah. I like the codes better because at least I got a chance of guessing it. Phone, yeah. phone I got no chance. My phone's so outdated it doesn't even have that technology in it. Yeah, so I don't even know what my first story was going to be. A good one, and now it's lost in the yeah. ar- archive trail. I'm trying to think back of where, where we were doing the ad, and yeah. you said some. Oh, somebody so famous. So I got you know my buddy that sits next to me at work, and then my boss. So you know I always tell them Louisville stuff before it comes out normally because I have uh, inside sources. You could say that, but I mean I just have a I have a subscription to two four seven ear to the street. Yeah, and. I do know a couple of people, but most of the time I see it on 247 before I hear it anywhere else. You dressed up as a sexy massagist for the team. No. Oh. So I, I look just as good as the ones they had before, but... Um, <laughs> it's they, they always make fun of me, and they're always like, yeah, dude, I was looking at the 1986 championship, and beef was in the background of it. They just, <laughs> they just talk about it. I'm just like, I'm always, it, it like, I know, or like, all this stuff. Like, it's always funny when they come to me with something, and I'm just like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, you already knew, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah. Ruining all their fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like when someone sends you a meme that you've already gotten, so you have to, like, put the laughing emoji just to not make them feel bad. Yeah. So, it happens a lot. So you are the famous person at your work. Is that what that story is telling in me? my In my office, yes. Mm. Yes, that's where that came from. Well, that's pretty impressive. Everybody's got to be the boss of their own castle at some point. Weird weird flex, though, right? Yeah, to each own. You're the king of the cubicle. Yes. It's not a bad nickname. You know, I, I can keep coming up to it, but I want to tell everybody else, I want to make sure that you check out a new website as well, too, because, once again, that, that was updated a little bit in this process. Now, there is a similarity because it's still at centurymortgage.com. Some people put the three W's and the dot before that. Some people choose to do it without. I, myself, <laughs> you know, early power move, just go straight into it and would type in centurymortgage.com. But now it's going to change to backslash crystal dash lackey so i'm going to spell that for you just so you have it crystal c-r-y-s-t-a-l kind of like the champagne actually i have no clue how that's spelled so don't go think with it's that. spelled the same <laughs> i don't think it's spelled the same don't go with that reference but I, I was just dropping how famous she is that she also has champagne named after champagne and then there's a dash there so that's going to be that little line in the middle kind of looks like a the minus sub- sign su- yeah subtraction sign is subtraction yeah. <laughs> subscription sign oh my goodness and then lackey is l-a-c-k-e-y now they didn't capitalize anything of this so i'm a little bit disappointed with that but uh we can speak to our supervisors later that was directly from the horse's mouth so it may be capitalized she just sent me it to me that way well the link you sent me like i can actually click on it and it takes me directly there which you know if i'm looking at refinancing i'm, I'm going to that link so <laughs> it's an active link and it doesn't show that they're capitalized. So that's very disrespectful on behalf <laughs> of our supervisors. We'll, we'll probably be having a board meeting tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure what time. You know, I, I've got a lot of things on my plate. So we'll, we'll work that into the schedule at some point. The phone number has not changed, though. 502-615-0743. Again, it's 502-615-0743. Hit up Crystal if you need to refinance or if you want to get a mortgage. Uh 
Century Mortgage Company is a division of Bay Equity Home Loans. MLS number seven six nine eight eight. Crystal's MLS number, guess what? Did not change. Boom. 1735979. That's facts right there. Shout out to Bay Equity Home Loans. Bay Equity Home Loans? Yes. Yeah. Because they're a Century Mortgage is now a division of Bay Equity Home Loans. Yeah, they they were bought like we said a couple weeks ago, or like I told you a couple weeks ago, but I just had never gotten the info from her to make the change so yeah i hear it takes a little bit of bread is what they like to call it to purchase a company like that some yeah something like that yeah some of that nature so what we'll do is we'll go straight into the intro i, I think that was a great start uh, it's gonna be tough to top that right because who doesn't want a great deal on a mortgage but i think i've got the juice to top that today so we're going with the number 18 we're going back in time episode 118 dropping some knowledge on you knuckleheads out there first fact it's actually group 18 of the periodic table it's called the noble gases now why that's unique is because we have a couple of friends that i'm going to implement into the noble gases group and they're going to be the Belden family. So it's going to be Stump and Greg Belden because I don't we know. Saw, we saw Greg sitting at the bar last night. Oh, really? You remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. I was like, I don't That guy looked no. just like Greg, dude. It was nuts. I was like, dude, look at that guy sitting over here. It looks like Greg. Very similar resemblance to the point of where with a glance of the eye at first I thought, dude, that really? Oh, no, he's just joshing my taters. So, yeah, the, the Belden family, you received the Noble Gas Award because I, I've never smelled anything else like it in my life. I mean, it, it's unheard of. It's semi-impressive as to how foul their flatulence can smell. But, hey, to, to each their own. They, they didn't choose it. That life chose them. Uh, on to fact number two, the Hebrew word for life has a numerical value of 18. So, consequently, the custom has arisen in Jewish circles to give donations and monetary gifts in multiples of 18 as an expression of blessing for long life. Now, any of the listeners out there, if they want to donate $18 to myself or beef, preferably myself, you know, I can put my PayPal information up. You'd have to look it up for me because I'm not sure how that all works, but we'll make that happen for you, right? Fact number three, in Chinese tradition, 18 is considered a lucky number due to similarity with a word that means to definitely get rich or to get rich for sure. So you know what I've noticed in this? First of all, we got to give a shout out to all these extra cultures that we're learning about in my factual knowledge dropping, right? But there- I love that you say I love that you say factual knowledge like you knew all this stuff before you looked it up like yesterday plethora of information that comes oozing from my monstrous brain i wear size seven and one eighth in hats do you understand the size brain that can fit in my head seven and an eighth i wear bigger hats than that well you know i don't think your brain is the full size of your head i get a lot of concussions because my brain takes up most of my head and i have a thin skull is what you know i've been light or you know i don't know maybe yeah, you've I've been, been lied to about <laughs> each your own But the thing I've realized in this process is we've had a lot of information about the Chinese culture. Have you noticed a common denominator at all? Yes, all with the number 18. Well, that's today. But it seems as if they have a love for money. And I can correlate with that. So I think I'm going to be 
um, an accepted citizen due to my love of money to the Asian culture. Now, I'm not sure which, I haven't decided which country I'm going to choose to become a citizen of. Maybe they can generalize me as an Asian citizen, but we're working on that. That's a, that's a work in progress. So shout out to the Chinese tradition. Shout out to the Hebrew word. A little bit of factual knowledge for you. Uh, hint number four, point number four, not hint number four. We're not there yet. Uh, in soccer, which some would like to call football, you know, the, the real fans like to call it football. The what do you call it? Soccer. Okay. Typically. I'm not a real fan. You know what I'm saying? i got to keep it real when I can. The 18 is actually a slang term for the penalty area. So sometimes when I'm out there, I'm like, yo, bro, I'll meet you in the 18. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why it would be the slang for the penalty area. I also don't see a lot of penalties in soccer as well, too. Because we don't watch soccer. That's why we don't see a lot of penalties. Very true. So handing out those cards on a daily basis. Probably red cards more than yellow, but teach your own. Uh, point number five. This is going to take forever if you keep slowing me down. I'm going to need you to pipe down over there. S- small stuff. Uh, <laughs> there are 18 holes on a regulation golf course. Now, that's kind of a given, typically. But I've got a fun backstory for you. So in 1764, the old course in St. Andrews. Even if you're not a golfer, you've heard of St. Andrews, right? That's in Scotland, but that's the oldest and most famous golf course in the world. They actually cut their 12-hole course down to 10 holes, but they played eight of those holes twice. So in 1857, an 18-hole course was set up, and golf courses around the world followed their lead. So shout-out to St. Andrews for setting the precedent for 18-hole golf courses. Fun factual knowledge for you children at home. Uh, number six, 18 is a 2002 album by electronic artist Moby. You told me not to say anything. Now, I was thinking about this. I do have a question, so I'd like you to answer this. Okay. I'm going to be honest and say I actually never knew anything about Moby, and I still have not heard anything about Moby besides the reference to Moby in Eminem's song. I'm sure you've heard one of Moby's songs. Maybe. Like, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I know that I've been like, oh, okay, I didn't realize this was Moby. Okay. He's not, like, huge or anything. I don't even think he He might still make music, but... Uh, well, I'm at, notorious for doing that, too, so that could be a possibility, but I don't know any of his songs off the top of my head. Yeah. But so maybe we'll have to play some and, and check some of that out later. But we'll continue on with the theme of pop culture references and point number seven is actually that 18 is Russ Wheeler's car number in the film Days of Thunder. Oh, Tommy Cruise. Classic movie. I was waiting to see if you had actually seen that movie. Or I've seen that about. movie a bunch of times. Yeah. It's one where the keeps getting concussions, right? Sounds good to me. So you've never seen it. It's a NASCAR movie. So bro. you've never seen it. Listen, I'm not. You saying... said it was a classic, <laughs> and you've never seen it. You know, I'm sure I've seen bits. I've of... seen it a bunch of times. Right, I've seen bits. It's of actually not of a it. bad movie. Now here's the real question. Yeah. Would you rather watch an entire NASCAR race or watch an entire soccer match? We literally just asked this question last week. You're, I think you've had too I've, many Yeah, I was in Days of Thunder. Yeah, you've been driving them NASCARs, You just bro. don't want to say what your real answer is. We didn't talk about this. I know. I'm not answering that. <laughs> so somebody's getting offended, and it's probably going to be both in this case with my answer. So I'm, I'm keeping those two cents to myself. But number eight, 
the number of wheels on the most common type of North American tractor trailer truck. Shout out to our good buddy Sheldon. You're mentioning he hasn't been yeah. back in a while. Shout out to Mercer. Is it a trucking company? What is Mercer it? Transportation? Mercer Transportation. So they're often called eighteen wheelers here. You know what I'm saying? Tractor trailers. Tractor trailers. Eighteen wheelers. And you actually gave me some knowledge about the headache racks as well too. So yeah. those would save you from a concussion. If anybody needs to know about headache save racks, save a little bit more of the concussion. Yeah, that's it, death. Decapitation as well yes. sometimes. So if you need a headache rack, you know my my, my good buddy. Uh, host of this podcast he can teach you a lesson or two about those headache racks uh point number nine there is actually a song titled i'm 18 which was alice cooper's first top 10 hit single and that was from their 71 album love it to death it's been a while alice cooper hasn't aged so well we were talking about people who age well earlier i don't feel like alice cooper is one of those individuals yeah she sounds old yeah <laughs> And she looks very scary, if I might add as well. Um, point number 10, I got three more for you. So point number 10, Five Seconds of Summer and One Direction, two bands that you love. I actually think you love the second band more than the first band. But they both recorded songs called 18 for their 2014 albums. Um, point number 11, and these are two of my favorites because I'm going to give you some animal information. I hear we have some animal lovers who listen. Is that true, potentially? Yeah. I, yeah, I would say yes. Good answer. So for those people, I wanted to give them two specific fun facts. But horses usually have 18 pairs of ribs as well as 18 bones in their tails. Now, I inspected a horse just to ensure that was true, but... You know, no big deal. Yeah. Get get that look off your face. Uh, point number 12, giant armadillos. Those are rare. You know what I'm saying? Not, not regular size. Giant armadillos, as well as pythons and North American opossums sleep for an average. Whoa, what was that last thing? Opossum. It's not an opossum. It's opossums. Well, hey, opossum. It's a possibly opossum. But they sleep for an average of 18 hours a day. So that's that's pretty daggone impressive. You know, I've, I've had a couple of 18-hour sleep days in my life. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't recall them, obviously. Lot, lots of dreams going on during those days. I probably would sleep 18 hours most days if I could. Yeah. Realistically. So that that's the fun fact. I, I think there's a lot of good ones in there today. But we're getting to your favorite part now. So we're going to go to the Who Am I section. Got two studs on here for you today. Um, we'll start with the first one. And will tell you that they were born in Somerville, South Carolina. So I actually have eight hints on this first one and a bonus hint. The first hint is born in Somerville, South Carolina. Hint number two. Unfortunately, he lost his older sibling in a car wreck when he was four years old. So a little bit of sad information there. Um, point number three. He was on his elementary school's juggling team. It's the first I had ever heard Dude, that. How do you have a team for juggling? And where do you compete? Obviously, it gets pretty serious. You know, if I were the mob, I would control the market on gambling on the juggling team because I feel like that's a good market. I mean, what do you bet on? What's the over-under on how many balls they can juggle? I'd say that's a very good so option. It's not a really dirty. No, I didn't think so at all. I mean, you, that's how they grade is 
can you juggle multiple balls? Are you only a two baller? Are you a four baller? Are you a, I, I, I think there's people who can juggle what? What do you think the most balls that somebody could juggle was? No idea. It's not something I've ever really thought about. Also, I think, you know, if it was like, I've seen people juggle bowling pins. I've seen people juggle other things. So does it affect whether it's a ball or a different object? To me, that's intriguing. Anyways, we're getting off topic. We'll go to hint number four. But that that was a fun fact to me. He also credits his hand-eye coordination from the juggling in which he was a part of. Hint number four for the first Who Am I character. In 2006, he was actually profiled in a Sports Illustrated article, and that profile compared him to Randy Moss. And it also said that he would be drafted by the year 2011. So mm. high high hopes when he was a little kid and big expectations on his shoulder. And I think the comparison will help you in this process as well, too. So that's a good hint as well. Point number five hint number five is that he won a high school state basketball championship in 2007 and 2008 but that was actually against zion's former high school now do you know zion's former high school name spartanburg good answer spartanburg south carolina is correct so this individual at his school actually beat spartanburg for a basketball state championship you want, in 2007 you want a cool fact about something from spartanburg what the team louisville played uc upstate yeah. Do you know what their mascot is? No. The Spartans. You know why? Why? Because they're in Spartanburg. That's impressive. Yeah. Good choice on their part. Um, I think I know who it is, by the way. Good. Uh, I hope you're right, because there's been some hints that have helped you, but I don't know if there's been anything that's absolutely given it away yet, so I'd be impressed if you have it right already. Now, I think this hint is going to help you out a little bit, but he's actually listed at 6'4". 210 pounds so now you've got a mental image of him as well um, hint number seven he has only played for one nfl team in his career that's a big hint i always think those hints on the team so i put them so late i think that's a big help but especially when they've only played for one nfl team uh, that's impressive to me hint number eight and final hint before the bonus hint okay he it's his pedigree he's a seven-time pro bowler he's a two-time college all-american he's actually a two-time sec first teamer so big hint there as well too i see you writing it down 2008 sec freshman of the year and 2007 usa today high school all-american so pretty illustrious um, resume who am i now, the bonus hint for all the people at home, and hopefully you've already got the answer written down, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to give you this bonus hint for anybody who needs some extra help. He has not played yet this year, and he has absolutely ruined my fantasy team. Actually, he's, he's not ruined much of anything. But he was somebody who I was hoping was going to be a good addition. I dropped him last week, if you were wondering. So if, if you're in my fantasy team and you think he's going to play go for it pick him up bro you know what i'm saying i dare you um so that's all the hints that that's including the bonus hint there was nine hints there moving on to the next one who am i so obviously there's a potential that that one was probably a football player yes further moving on we're going to tell you the first hint is where they are born 
And this is actually an important one as well, too, because he was actually born in a foreign country. He was born in the country of Italy. Hit number two. So now that just narrowed your pool down, too. It's like you said, think of playing. What's that game called again? Guess Who. Is it really? Guess Who with the yeah. flip chips, majigma thingies? We need to set that up one day. I think that would be cool to have all of our uh, Who Am I players in the Guess Who format. It'd be <laughs> probably very easy, but hey, teach your own. Hit number two. He was also the first Italian-born player to win an NBA championship. That's that's pretty cool to me. If you were the first Italian player to win an NBA championship, I'd probably put that number one on my resume. I'd be like, it's a me. I won a championship. I think that's exactly what he would say. Yeah. And he'd probably have some pizza, right? Or some pasta. Lasagna. Las- lasagna. I-, I agree. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. All right, Lil Very Wayne. underrated line. Take it easy, Lil Wayne. It's very, actually, you know, he's got some good ones that are underrated as well, too. Because you hear him so often when we were, whatever age we were listening to that music. I'm not telling the people at home how old we're. Uh, hit number three. In the 2006 FIBA World Championship game, some people remember him because he dunked on a guy by the name of Carmelo Anthony, and he also put up 25 points against Team USA. So shout out to him for dunking on Carmelo, probably one of the many people who have dunked on Carmelo, <laughs> and putting up 25 against the U.S. Point number four, now we're, we'll give you a mental image. He's actually 6'5", 220 pounds. So it's kind of funny to me because this guy is even bigger than the football player who we mentioned previously. Um, but the other guy was 6'4", 210, right? Yeah. And this guy is 6'5", 220. And looking at him, I would have never guessed that as well, too, by the way. Hint number five. And so there is actually eight facts in this. No bonus facts. We're just going for eight hints. Hint number five. He has played for nine NBA teams. Sheesh. It's amazing. Two of the teams are actually... Or excuse me, let me word this better. Two of the teams that he played for have the same mascot. So those teams have since switched their branding and changed those mascots. But that's a major key hint right there where they were the same mascot. Not at the time he played for them, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Hint number six. In 2007, he actually scored 37 points in his first NBA Summer League game. And that's a record which is tied for the second highest scoring output in the Las Vegas Summer League. Now, fun bonus fact in this process. Do you know who has the record for most points in a game scored in the Las Vegas Summer League? I don't think you're going to guess this, to be honest. But I will give you an extra hint. He is a semi-local guy. There's a couple of colleges that are local. And he attended one of those schools that I would say would be local, considered local. It's also not a guy who I would say is known for putting up a ton of points. It's also a good chance that you will still not get this, even with my hints. <laughs> I have no idea. It's going to be Keith Bogans. Keith Bogans put up points in college. And, I mean, he had obviously some games in the NBA. That was a summer league game. But I've seen him have I didn't a know he had the record for most points in a game in there. 38 a game. In the summer league is impressive. That's what he averaged? No, that was that was just okay. the highest point scored in a game, which okay. also surprised me that nobody else had topped that. You know what I mean? Uh, now I know Vegas summer league is 
what, maybe 14 years old-ish? Maybe a little more. It would probably be a little more, because I don't think he came out. I feel like that would have been 2002 or 2003. Okay. So I could see that. Somewhere around 15 years old, probably. Uh, Vegas Summer League is not that old, but to me, I, I was under the impression that maybe Jimmer had a big game or – you know, because he plays in a lot of summer league games. Yes. <laughs> uh, hit, hit number seven. So getting back on track. Hit number seven. He He's a one-time NBA champion. One-time All-Star Weekend three-point shootout champion. But he also has a 2005 Italian League championship on his resume and was an Italian Super Cup MVP as well, too. So if you're into foreign basketball that hint might help you, but also, you know, it's an NBA player. So you might know him from his NBA championship as well as winning a three-point shootout. Only one of those, but still impressive. Final fact, hint number eight, and this is a fun one for me. I I don't think this is actually a huge help for people, but this is just some additional knowledge for you. He has actually been traded for a couple players in his career. I mentioned he played for a ton of teams, right? Yeah. But he's been traded for... Devin George, not a big-time trade there. Julian Wright, also not a big-time trade. Malachi Richardson, not such a big trade. And then he was a piece in a Dwight Howard trade as well, too. So the only name some of you casual listeners at home will recognize is Dwight Howard. Now, I recognize all of those names yeah. on there because we've, we've watched a lot of stuff, and to me those are fun names. Like, just across the board, there's... Devin George and Julian Wright, I would say, have somewhat of a similar style of game. Malachi Richardson is completely different, and then Dwight is obviously on the polar end of that uh, uh, spectrum. I was going to say opposite side of the spectrum, which is... I'm I'm not going to lie, man. I'm having trouble thinking of this. This one is a tougher one. You know, there wasn't a ton of people who wore number 18. That's See, like football, I feel like it's a lot easier to get some of these numbers because basketball when you think of college because most of the time players try to wear the same number they wore in college they yeah. try to it doesn't always work out that way but if you think about college and high school uh, some people don't know this i think i've talked about it on here before but you can only have numbers that can be done on two hands yeah in basketball in basketball in in high school and college i don't know if that's true anymore is it it is it still true yeah it wasn't before in in college because there's been players that have jerseys retired at Louisville that were like eight. Ninety nine? No, not ninety nine, no. But uh Yeah, so that's where this one that's where these basketball ones are tough until it gets to like twenty. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. gonna be like, man, I don't like nineteen, I don't I can't even think of a person that wore nineteen. I can honestly tell you on eighteen there was only really three options that I considered choosing in basketball. Yeah. And this this is one that I thought would be one of the more prevalent ones. I, I think the key hints here are he's an Italian born NBA player. He is an NBA champion. I mean the six five, two hundred and twenty pounds, like I said, that, that helps you a little bit, but I was surprised when I saw that. I expected him to be a little bit smaller and a little bit less in weight as well, too. Not mm-hmm. not a ton. I'm not sure. I'm, maybe I expected like 6'3", 200 maybe is what I was expecting. Um, but the nine teams thing I think is a big hint as well, too. But the key in that hint, and I'm probably wording this terribly, but you understand that there's been teams. We actually just talked about this last night. There's been teams that have changed their branding. 
Yeah. So I want you to really think of. Well, see that part. I didn't. I'm guessing that's the Hornets. Yes. Because it was New Orleans. It was and Charlotte. Charlotte, and then they went to uh, Oklahoma City, actually. Yes. And then they left Oklahoma City. They only went to Oklahoma City because of the hurricane, which a lot of people don't remember that. Do you Do you remember that's the only reason they went to Oklahoma City? No. Yeah, so they went to Oklahoma City because of Hurricane Katrina, and they didn't have any place to play, so they moved the team to Oklahoma City for the time being. And then once that was over, they moved them back to New Orleans. And then New Orleans was like, hey, we want to keep a team. Oklahoma City was like, hey, we want to get a team. So they took the Sonics and made them the Thunder. And then New Orleans was like, hey, we'll sell you guys the rights to the to the Hornets, and we'll just go with the Pelicans. Yeah, makes because sense. Charlotte had the Bobcats at that point once it moved back to New Orleans. So smart. I, I like the Charlotte Hornets a lot better than the Bobcats. Yeah, it's the Bobcats were terrible. Not only were was I the teams know. terrible, but the logo was awful. I like the jersey colors. That navy blue and orange to me, uh, it just it looks so bad. I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> it looks so bad. I think there's a chance that there, if we'll get into this more, but if there is an NBA team brought to Louisville, which once again we'll, we'll get some more information on that. Yeah, I think there's a chance their colors could be black and orange. I genuinely believe that based on what I've seen. Yeah, black and orange ain't bad. I don't have a problem with orange. Just did not. I'm just talking about like the logo in general. Yeah, it was probably like, pretty it outdated. Was, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, not not quality done. That was in the baggy clothes era as well too. So I think that lended to it as well. Where the jerseys. So were I'm gonna make baggy. my guess. I'm gonna write it down, but I don't think it's correct. Okay. Well, how'd you feel about the first one? Are, are you confident? Oh, I'm, in your first I'm 100 on that one. Good. So go ahead and drop knowledge for the so people at home. The first one played with uh, one very known player and another one that I thought was gonna be good in college. Their team was definitely underwhelming they were number one picked to win the championship had a lot of pieces played with matthew stafford and then the other guy i was talking about was no sean moreno yeah i don't know if you remember no sean moreno but he was nice yeah i loved him and uh i actually had him a couple of years when he was in denver i thought he was gonna be like a key back like be a top back in the nfl yeah. he had a couple decent games and a couple maybe a decent year but like he never was what I thought he was going to be. Where do y'all go? Miami, Denver? Is that right? I can't remember. I, I remember him in Denver, but I don't remember him anywhere else. Okay. Uh, but Matthew Stafford, this guy, and Oshawn Moreno were all in the same offense. Yeah. Which is nuts to think about. Well, it's three pretty important pieces. You got a running back, a quarterback, and a wide out. Yeah. <laughs> and they were projected number one. And this was kind of like the beginning of the end for Mark Richt in Georgia. Because it was like, dude, you have all these pieces. You didn't win a title. Yeah, I think they went like eight and four or seven and five. Like they <sighs> lost a decent amount of games with them. Their defense had to have been terrible. Yeah, it was bad. But um, the answer is AJ Green. AJ Green is correct. So you you thought initially when you were coming into this, you're like, oh, he's going with Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning, thing, didn't you? No, not really. No, I didn't. Um, I almost did for the fans at home. I thought Peyton Manning, you know, local guy, quote-unquote. Who is the receiver that we were just talking about? My mind went totally blank. I can see his face. I know where he went to college. He plays for the Eagles. We were literally just talking about him sitting on your bench in fantasy. Alshon Jeffrey? Alshon Jeffrey. I don't know what number he is. But 17. That's who. That's where I initially went because I know he's from South Carolina. Okay. So that's where my mind initially went, but I could not think of his name. I don't. My mind went totally blank, and I was like, oh, my gosh. We literally just talked about him. 
So, like, when you said the hint of him not playing this year, that's what gave it to me. Yeah. Because I was thinking it was Alshon Jeffrey. And then for a minute I thought it was Julio Jones. And I was like, wait, no, Julio Jones is 11. Boy, and Alshon hasn't played that much this year, so that's hilarious. Not really funny. But but. Alshon Jeffrey's actually from uh, wherever South Carolina is. I can't think of that. My mom went, no, the college, wherever the college is. Columbia. He's from Columbia. Okay. Because that was the the recruit that – the uh, infamous quote from uh, Lane Kiffin. That was that was who it was about. Have you ever heard his quote whenever he decommitted from Tennessee and went to uh, South Carolina? Not that I know. He no. said, have fun pumping gas for the rest of your life. That's oh, what he told man. him. Yeah, that, I was like, dude, you can't say that to a kid when he just – I mean, he stayed home. Yeah. From Columbia, South Carolina, decommits from you and stays home. And, yeah. Say he's doing a little better than Lane Kiffin's doing. Hey, there are certain states that you actually have to have them pump your gas too. Did you know that? One time I went to, I think I was I in think it's Oregon. Like Washington is one of them, I or it might be that. Oregon. Well, I know I was in Portland, so I, I don't know. I think it is Oregon. Yeah, I knew it was up well, in I know the up Oregon's northwest. In Portland, but I'm just saying I I know it was there. I just don't remember where else it might be. But yeah, I remember going to a gas station and like they were very unhappy about attempting to pump my own gas. <laughs> Not a good situation. Yeah, it was brought up on like a radio show or something recently that I heard a couple of years ago. And like these people were like very adamant about like, no, you shouldn't be pumping your own gas. You could blow your car up. Like, what? You know what? I, there's, you know, that Kroger gas station in uh, Clarksville. It's on the corner there of Blackson Mill. Okay. Yeah. I have seen the crazy. There's an employee there who I've seen who smokes. I'm getting guess a cigarette. I don't know what he's smoking, to be honest, but probably a cigarette right outside. You know how the Kroger gas stations have that little building? Yeah. He steps outside of that booth right next to where the holes in the ground are that they fill up gas. And I've seen him smoking a cigarette while the gas truck is there pumping gas into the ground, just thinking, you've got to be out of your mind. Like, this dude is trying to kill all of us. Yeah. I saw I was about to pull in and get some gas. Nope, I'm going to just keep on driving. Not getting blowed up today. Yeah. But obviously it hasn't happened yet, so maybe he knows what he's doing, but probably not. Yeah. So, um, the second one, I really don't have an idea. I took a guess, but I don't think it's correct. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have a ton of other hints that I could even give you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to throw my guess out there, and if it's wrong, it's wrong. Right. You know, if he dies, he dies. You've had a good streak while it lasted. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Mikhail Pietras. Oh. That's not, I, he's actually French. Dang. I do like Pietras, though. But, I mean, you think about all those hints. Mikhail Pietras played for a lot of teams. Yeah. He could have is... been traded for a lot of those players. I agree. I knew he was foreign. The championship, I don't think he has a championship, though. He was on that Orlando team, but that didn't win, yeah. but made With it Richard. to the title. Yeah, Richard yeah. and Turgaloo. Yeah, and Dwight Howard. I think uh, that Dwight, was the Dwight other Chocolate part. That was the other have. part of that that made it because you said he was in a Dwight Howard deal. Was White Chocolate on that team? I know J- Jameer Nelson was the point guard, but I think no. My uh, White Chocolate played on that Heat team that won the title with Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he joined them and Gary Payton. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was the part that also was like, oh yeah, it's definitely Petrus because it was like. Yeah, he was involved in the Dwight Howard deal, which you didn't say he was traded for Dwight Howard. You just said he was involved in a Dwight Howard deal. Right. Well, he, so, he there was a multiple-person trade in which he was traded for him, but obviously it's not a direct trade. Then. Yeah. But, but you'll, you'll know this guy. You want me to tell you who it is? Yeah. Marco Bellinelli. 
I did, where did he win a title? Uh, with the Spurs. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Marco Bellinelli. Yeah. I would have never guessed that, to be honest with you. It's a tough one. I mean, it's like I said, I didn't really have a ton of options to choose from. And I, I do like Bellinelli. I think him and Patty Mills are two, like, very underrated guys. I would have loved uh, – I, I told you, I was disappointed with the Sixers allowing J.J. Redick to get away from them. I, I do understand how the business of the NBA works. But I think they're lacking a – consistent three-point shooter. So I would have loved them to have Bellinelli as an option. Corkmaz has proved me wrong. Remember when I talked trash about Corkmaz on here? I said, he that's your, what, eighth player or whatever? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Dude, he's been balling out. Corkmaz uh, is actually pretty decent. I don't know. I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched him. Yeah. If you get a chance, when you watch the Sixers game, when you see him come in, just specifically watch what he does and be like, oh, he was wrong. We we've had a couple of incorrect uh, assessments on this podcast. We will we will update uh, our predictions halfway through the season. We are currently a quarter about a quarter of the way through the year, uh, so we'll we'll throw out a little update and just see how we're doing so far with all of our predictions from from our blog post. Because I mean, it's always fun to see that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, sometimes not so much fun when we're <laughs> way off, but so I, I guess that moves us to our locks of the week. Boom! Please. I don't even remember who I picked for my lock of the week last week. It wasn't good on my end. I'm not even going to reference it, but I'm just going to tell you, it didn't have a good week on the lock. Oh, yeah, I missed mine. Bam, minus three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, illegal substitution. Thanks a lot. That's pretty much what ended the game, apparently. I was at the Jack Harlow show, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Well, what I do want to say about that is, oh, ye of little faith, because you've been an Auburn hater all year. And I brought this up one time previously but now it's come back to bite you in the rear because if you remember last week I said I was taking the opposite side of that bet and boom, I've got you 2-0 and on the Auburn bets this year now. Yeah, I was, didn't, didn't do so well on my lock of the weeks once again, so can't, can't really say much. And I actually did give you crud on Facebook. I'm, I'm sure other people saw that with the not-so-lock of the week when I got 17 locks wrong last week. But this <laughs> week I'm writing the ship. And you know how I'm going to write the ship, bro? I'm going to give you some NFL locks because... See, here's here's where you screw yourself because you go multiple ones. Yeah, because it's fun. Yeah, but th- that's where you screw yourself, though, because you you miss one and it ruins your whole thing. Listen, every once in a while, you got to just screw yourself, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes if... Yeah, see if you can dig your way out of that one. Yeah, because I'm saying it is sometimes without risk, there's no reward. And so what I'm going to do is potentially screw myself, but I also might not screw myself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's up in there whether I'll screw myself or not. That's TBD. But while I'm not screwing myself, I'm going to tell you that I've got three locks of the week this week. <laughs> They're all NFL games because you know why? Haven't been doing so well on the NFL front this year. I've been missing a lot of NFL games when usually I'm a little bit better at the NFL world. So this week I'm going with a couple of fun ones, and there's a theme here. Now, the other thing I've screwed myself with is picking on themes because rarely is it always true. But we're taking road favorites this week. Okay. I'm going with the little-known team that you might have heard of, the Baltimore Ravens. Shout-out to our buddy Mike Sharp's favorite team over uh, Buffalo Bills. And Baltimore is a six-point favorite in that game. Wow, and you're saying they're going to cover. They're covering that. Okay. okay. 
Bills, they had an impressive showing against the Cowboys, who are underwhelming team, who are also in first place in my favorite team's division. That's that's a different story for a different day. But I, I think Baltimore puts up a substantial amount of points, even though that defense is a very good defense. I think the cold weather might come into play in, in uh, Buffalo. Um, but I, I expect that game, just, just a rough prediction, I'd say 31-17 to 17 is what I'm, I'm going with final okay. score there. I'm also going to take another road favorite in the Cleveland Browns over a team who's on a roll last week, hot streak, <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals. On their first winning streak of the year. You know what I'm saying? The Bengals. Big, big one-game winning streak. Tony was not happy about it. About winning, yeah, it's hilarious. Actually, I can't. I think he said he wanted to win one game. That was it. Yeah, but he wanted to make. To. He wanted to make sure that they kept the number one pick. Yeah, well, there's a couple of two other teams who have two wins, right? And then a couple of three win teams. You know, somebody's team actually played a team that had two wins last week and gave them the third win. But that's not to be discussed on this podcast. For, question, real quick: Do you know where this NBA TV place is? Is this in Atlanta? Uh I know there is one there. Yeah. Well, yes, Turner, I mean, it was Turner's just, in Atlanta, too. Because I was just thinking about it, because Greg Anthony was at your all's game last night. Now he's at this NBA That's a TV. good point. Yeah, he probably so flies was... private, though. Yeah. Definitely. Him and Dan S will probably side-by-side throwing side <laughs> it up. You know what I'm saying? I'll be, we'll be there soon, bro. Yeah. TBD. Yeah. Uh, as long as we don't screw ourselves too much. Uh, the Browns over the Bengals, but the Browns are actually seven-and-a-half-point favorites. So a lot of points there. I don't know if the Browns can put up that many points, but I, I'm thinking the Bengals are getting back to their old ways this week. You know what I'm saying? As you mentioned, I, I don't think they're trying to lose games. But You're picking the Browns. I'm picking the Browns. So, like, I don't understand how you can say anyone's getting back to their old ways. No, I'm saying the Bengals are getting back to their old ways. Like I know, but I'm saying losing. the Browns always suck. Yeah, they're not playing so well this year. But, hey. Seven and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Browns. And you can thank me whenever I'm right, okay? Now, my third pick is going to be the one that I'm kind of skeptical hippo eyes about, right? Because both of these teams, I have no clue what to expect. The, the reality is, seeing both these teams play well, seeing both of these teams play terrible, I've seen both of these teams beat teams I didn't expect them to. I've seen both of these teams lose to teams that I didn't expect them to. Taking the Tennessee Titans over the Oakland Raiders in Oakland, and Tennessee is two and a half point favorites. So Tannehill's got the Titans on a good swing, I think, and I think he carries that on against Derek Carr, John Gruden, and your boy Waller. Josh Jacobs, too. And Josh Jacobs. Pretty pretty good running back. Underrated fantasy player this year. Yes. So those are my locks of the week. So I'm going to – you know, go with the same type of thing and just go, but just go with one. Boom. Yeah. My theme is the SEC. <laughs> Good theme there. We'll right. go with Georgia. Well, you're trying to write the ship well. this year. What do you mean? I've been doing well since we haven't actually been betting on anything of, of substance. Importance. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, your bet last week was the SEC and you didn't win. Yeah. So that's what First I'm saying. First time for everything, bro. Write the ship, bro. But you already got Auburn. Oh, by the way, well. I just want to let you guys know, or I, I want to get your all's opinion. What do you guys think about the new logo? We're yeah. not going to keep it forever because I'm obviously not going to keep the mullet forever. No, I'm not buying that. But I, I think the mullet might be here for longer than what you originally thought it was going to be. Yeah, just because I'm lazy 
Hey, I'm too lazy to drive out there and get a cut. You make excuses however you want to. I, I think chicks dig the long ball, bro. I have been getting compliments on it. I, I yeah. did not think that I would. Yeah. I saw a couple people eyeballing it last night. Oh, like, yeah, for this, sure. This guy must be famous. He's in here in a L sweatshirt and a mullet. Yeah. Oh. It's hard to tell that I have a mullet when I have a hat on, though. It just looks like longer hair. It is true. But I, uh, I agree. I'm taking uh, LSU minus six and a half over Georgia. Ooh. And you may think, wow, that's really? Georgia's going to be uh, missing one of their better receivers after the scuffle last week. And I think LSU is just locked in right now. And I just don't think that they're going to be able to handle LSU's offense. So LSU has surprised me this year. I think LSU surprised pretty much everybody except for the people in that locker room. Yeah. Maybe even a couple of those as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would ask uh, Coach O, but I wouldn't understand what he was saying. So True. I do kind of like that pick this week. I hate to agree with you, but I think you might be right on that one. Um, so, over the weekend, uh, I did a couple things. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second because first got to start out with football. Just to hurry up and get this over with. Louisville and Kentucky played. <laughs> Long story short, I was wrong. Kentucky beat the brakes off of Louisville, forty-five to thirteen. They ran for whatever they wanted to. Two thousand yards. Yeah. Um, wasn't, wasn't very happy about it. Yeah. Still not very happy about it. Oh well, it's looking looking pretty good for us to get the Music City Bowl, which means that I will be in attendance. So um, I've already reserved my tickets for the Music City Bowl. Well, surprisingly enough, I was right on one thing last week, and I was wrong on another. I was right on the fact that it was going to be a blowout. I'm just kind of wrong on the teams that I picked to blow <laughs> the other one out. Yeah, so, yeah, it just, yeah, it was not a fun game to watch. Tough loss. Now, not a fun game to watch was also the North Carolina game for NC State fans because we actually put a beat down on North Carolina State. I told you North Carolina State was bad. I was kind of impressed when I watched them their defense was better than what I expected them to be against you all Louisville like I haven't watched NC State a ton this year but there's been a couple of possessions where I thought you know what that they might be hard to score on and could couldn't have been you know there's a common theme for episode 118 it's called could have been wrong. more wrong yeah <laughs> and uh so luckily they're now bowl eligible which is awesome because I, I like I said that's a big thing for allowing practice time. Mac Brown has righted that ship. Just a lot of good stuff going on in the North Carolina football program that hopefully they can take this momentum, win a bowl game, and then carry that momentum into next year as well. It's funny. That reminds me of when pretty much Mikhail took over the starting position at Louisville, and John says, man, you were wrong. And I was like, sometimes you're not upset with being wrong. And both of us are not upset at being wrong about our team's records from our predictions from the beginning of the season. You picked five and seven. I picked five and seven. My team seven and five. Yours is six and six. We're both going bowling. Yeah. Neither one of us expected us to do that. I feel like both of us, compared to what other people had predicted, were a little overzealous. Yeah. But guess what? <laughs> we still didn't think they were doing what they're going to do now. So. Right. Because uh, I had people like, oh man, you're kind of biased with your picks. And I'm like. I I don't know, man. And now it's like, yeah, who's who's the dummy now? 
which uh, I think some of my Big Ten picks were not too bad as well, too. That Illinois team, you know what I'm saying, caught, caught a lot of flack on that episode. If, if you Yeah, recall. that Michigan State team, they're doing pretty well. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But Ohio State, though. I did pick Ohio State. Yeah, I had Penn State. Yeah, I had, I had Ohio State, and they're not too shabby. No. So there was a couple of them that I we haven't were. really gone back and looked at those. Wisconsin, I had... I had Wisconsin pegged pretty close. I said that they were going to win the West. My one that I would think I was a little bit off on was the Northwestern. I expected them to be much better than what Sheesh, they are. Sheesh, yeah, year. they went three and nine. Yeah, they did not. I have think a you year. even picked Illinois to go six and six. I did. Yeah, they yeah. went six and six. Yeah, because remember the exact uh, thing that I was told was that there wasn't enough wins in the Big Ten for them to go six and six. And I said, listen, you can mark it down. And actually, I would think on their fourth win of the year, remember, I said to you guys they were on their way. Who did they beat that? Wisconsin. That, Wisconsin. I was going to say that huge upset. And I was like, on their way to a 6-6 six and six season. Shout out to your boy, Lovey. Also, I had <laughs> Minnesota doing pretty well this year, too, but I still probably undersold their potential. But, uh, yeah, they, they have had an impressive No, season. they didn't beat Wisconsin. Oh, they beat somebody good. Iowa was it Wisconsin? No, but it had to have been Iowa. They won by a field goal. I just I thought. Are you positive it wasn't Wisconsin? They won by one point. I think it was seventeen to sixteen. I'm sorry, that went back to last season for some reason. So yeah, there you go. So seventeen sixteen. They beat. No, I don't know who it was. They beat. Why I said that's gone back like two years. It, <laughs> what are you on? I'm on ESPN, but this is like look how far back this is going. Yeah. All right, here we go. Now, now we're in this. Now the, we're in this year. The decade blog over here. I think maybe I don't know when this is, dude. <laughs> this goes back like 15 years, I think. No big deal. It's just got you know any historical data that you could ever want. But of did course, you see that was nuts? Yeah, I saw you scrolled. It just kept going. But of course, they can't break it down in weekly statistics like what I want. No, not at all. They did lose to Northwestern, which is a heck of a loss. Yeah. Good uh, resume builder there. Way to get recruits. This in. is all mixed up, though. So they, yeah, I don't. There's something wrong with just Illinois in general. Because look, I went to their actual page and it just did the same thing. Jimmy Christmas. Yeah, I, I want to say it was Wisconsin, though. I want to say the final score was seventeen sixteen, but I, I'm not one thousand percent positive. It was somebody who was they very beat, good. So they beat Akron. They beat UConn. They lost to Eastern Michigan. Shout out to uh, uh, Russell Baden. Uh, lost to Nebraska. Lost to Minnesota. Lost to Michigan. 24-23, Wisconsin. 24-23. So I was off yeah. by a touchdown. Beat Purdue. Beat Rutgers. Beat Michigan State. It's <laughs> amazing. Lost to Iowa and lost to Northwestern. So they could have honestly gone 8-4. and four. Yeah, That's nuts. They lost I'm sorry, a lot they could have won 7-5, my bad. They lost a lot of games at the end of the year that I thought they had the chance to win. Not not like during the game, I'm saying before the game, looking at them on the – I was like, you know what, they could win those games. So, yeah, 6-6 six and six to me was underwhelming for what they could have potentially yeah. done. But, hey, shout out to the Illini. So, I looked, fighting Illini. I looked up some stuff, and you guys were projected to like the Belk Bowl, I think, which is in Charlotte. That makes sense. So um, they had us going to the uh, Music City Bowl in Nashville. 
You know, surprisingly enough, North Carolina does have a decent showing at their home field, but I don't think their football fans really travel that well. Well, see, luckily they won't have to. That's what I'm saying. That's why Charlotte makes sense. I'm I'm just completely speaking out my rear end on that as well, too, because I have no stats to back that up. But from what I've seen on road games, you don't see a huge Carolina population. It's amazing because basketball games are the polar opposite. I remember going to that one game in the Yum Center and you saw almost as many Carolina fans as you did L fans there. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't go to that game. Uh, that was the game you went to with Greg, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't worth going to. <laughs> Terrible uh, idea. But uh, I'll start with this. So Friday, the day before that game, uh, I traveled down to Nashville. Uh, I'm not sure if I, uh, yeah, I was going to tell you that, but I, I was, that actually popped up. ESPN sent me a notification. I was going to ask you if you were still going to do your beef, and, and then if you said no, I was going to tell you that. Uh, That's my sound effect. We were talking about uh, the Blazers amended uh, Mello's contract to make him a uh, guaranteed contract for the full season. So, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. BJ, not so much, but. There's your boy though with the Goodness. the sneaker game. PJ, what? I mean, he looks like he's wearing some PJs. Pull those britches up a little there, son. Yeah, what is he doing? Although, actually, no, I can kind of understand where he's coming from, because I hate stepping on my pants, but I also like getting warmed up, so I can kind of understand where he's coming from. I think NBA players who are that high don't really have to worry about stepping on their <laughs> pants too often, though. He looked like uh, uh, those drawstrings were tied around his nipples. Yeah, it was pretty close. But I traveled to Nashville with Parker and his sister Amy. Uh, Rolled down there. Uh, I didn't. I don't know if I told you this, but um, so the way Bridgestone Arena is set up, they, uh, you know, normally you go to a game. The rows start at A, B, C, and then once you get up to Z, it starts getting double letters. Okay. There's this opposite. Really? Yeah, so when I got the tickets, and I was like, heck yeah, row B, we're row, we're second row. <laughs> and then I looked on there, I happened to look on there like Monday or Tuesday, and I was like, oh, dude, that's, <laughs> that's messed up. So I hopped back on the ticket website, and I look, and I was like, oh, there's still some in EE left. Yeah. So I called the ticket office and was like, hey, I was completely honest with him. I said, I made an honest mistake. Um, I thought that it was this and there's this. And uh, is, there, is there any way that you can switch our tickets? And I was like, they're the same price. I was just going to see if you guys could switch them. And she was like, well, I'm actually not seeing them. I was like, oh, I have them right here in my cart thing, I guess. She was like, yeah, just exit out of it real quick. And then so she did. She's like, all right. She hit refresh. She goes, all right, now refresh your refresh your tickets. She goes, there you go. Switch them for me. So wow. we moved from row B up to uh, row EE. So we were, what, A, B, C, D, five rows off the court. For the same price. For the same price, yeah. You didn't yeah. spend any extra money. You just had this lady who had the hots for you, obviously. I, absolutely. You 50 rows. Yes. I think absolutely. my letter count is a little bit off, but to each row. <laughs> yeah, so... That's pretty impressive. Yeah, they moved this down to the the sixth row. Uh, I will say this though, man, I should have saved this for my beef. That I can't. St- I cannot stand sitting on the end of an aisle. Really? I hate it because people bumping you. Because their people do on you. not stop walking in and out during the game. Oh, uh, makes sense. I hate it, man. 
Yeah. I because I mean you've been in games with me. How often do I leave? Never. I mean, not, not at all. Unless I'm going to get a drink during a timeout that I know it's going to be a while or halftime. You used to always get popcorn. I got popcorn at the game with you, right? I don't know. I love popcorn. Dude. Yeah, you just always. Most of the time, it's high school basketball games that I've seen you. Yeah, that that's because high school popcorn is better than college popcorn. Mm, they put the love in there. They do. They definitely. They the glove has got the love, but uh, I I swear these two dudes that were together, man, they 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 could have left. Uh, oh, guess who left their phone on today? No, that was my computer. Oh, guess who computered their phone on today? Yeah, I just forgot to hit mute on the computer, so it rang through there. I had three things ringing at once because it's Bluetooth to my watch, so my watch started vibrating. I was like, "The heck!" I think we should answer and take it on air. I mean, you know the person. I know. I saw. He's liable to cuss on here, so no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I don't think he would. That's a, that's a fine gentleman right there. <laughs> he is a dad now, so I don't know. Wow. He, he's li- but he's still liable to cuss on here. I know so he'd answer be like, "What's up, dude?" I just I just feel like that's the way he would answer. But um, what's up, dude? Salt life. Uh, <laughs> these two guys, man, I swear they got up and got beer, and it's not five or six times. Yeah, and they were in the middle of the row. I've seen it. It's so annoying, and like this right at the beginning of the game, Parker and I. That's why I love having season tickets with Parker. Parker loves getting there early, like I do. Yeah. I like to get there early, find my seat, sit down. If I have to go to the bathroom, go get a drink beforehand, have that ready, watch warm-ups, get ready, and just catch all the elements of the whole arena. Yeah. That's just the way I am. I, I mean, I'm like Eminem, you know? It's just the way I am. But that's what's great about uh, getting having season tickets with Parker because he's the same way. He likes to get there early, get everything, you know, doesn't like to get there. So we're sitting there. They do the national anthem, standing there, you know, finish the national anthem, national anthem over here sounding like uh, Sylvester the Cat. But they do the starting lineups. Well, then this family comes, and, like, they go and they walk, and I'm like, if you are walking that far down the aisle, why didn't you just go to the other side? <laughs> so they they walk, and guess what? What? They're in the wrong row. They're in the wrong section. Oh no! So they come back. Well, they're actually the section now behind me because I'm standing up on the stairs. Oh. And guess what? The last one is standing in front of my seat, so I can't sit down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this. That's what frustrates me, man. It's like people that don't get the games on time to where they know where their seats are, right. and people that get up constantly. If you gotta get up, I'm not. I'm not saying like don't ever get up. I'm not saying that. But it's really frustrating when you're like, man, I really would just like to watch the game. I really hate that you're getting up in a really key moment to go get you a beer. Yeah, it makes sense to me, though. When when you said end of the aisle at first, I didn't even think about that. You do have to move for everybody because every with our size, they're not getting through us. You know what I mean? No, not at all. But other than that, I had a fantastic experience. Uh, it's my second time being in Bridgestone. The last time I went to see the weekend there. So the two times that I've been in Bridgestone Arena, it's been uh, it's been awesome. Um, I was impressed with Charles Bassey. I know his stats didn't really show that much in the first half, but he's got great touch. I feel like he's got uh, a, really, a decent jump shot. I feel like I could see Charles Bassey being a very good pro. And I know that's not going out on a limb because he's kind of high up on a lot of draft boards. But yeah. um, I, I really liked Bassey's game. That's good. I mean, it's like I said, I, or you said, doesn't shock me, but I didn't watch the game. Yeah, it was on Facebook, so. It'd be kind of tough for 
I did make the broadcast, though. I was behind uh, their coach. I can't think of his name. Rick Stansberry. Nice. I was in the background. So apparently they showed me for a while, but I screenshotted it on my phone because I got home and watched part of it. With the mullet. <laughs> I had a hat on, so. Uh, but we rode back in a torrential downpour the entire time, and apparently it was not raining here at all. And uh, Parker's windshield wipers were terrible. So we stopped at an auto zone, and... Uh, I helped him put them on, but it took us like 15 minutes to figure out how to put it. Because normally windshield wipers are really easy to do. These, you had to take some like cover off of the windshield wiper and all this stuff. And Amy took a picture of me. I was like, focus, dude. Parker's just sitting there laughing at me in his picture. So but it was a good time, though, man. It was We got the win. Uh, Duke actually lost that night, I believe. Okay. To Stephen F. Austin, which then meant that Louisville was going to be number one. Right. Well, if... Yeah, because they won. It's like a correlating factor. Yeah. They had to, so they had to beat Western Kentucky, and yeah. uh, beating Western Kentucky made us number one for the matchup that we had uh, Tuesday right. against Michigan, who made one of the highest jumps, if not the highest jump in AP poll history. So my question to you with that is, what is more atrocious, that they were not ranked preseason or that they jumped from where they were to number four based on – I guess two solid wins. Uh, I would say the thing that's more atrocious is them not being ranked. I think they're grossly overrated at four as well, but I get what you're saying. Like to have them not, I don't know what they were preseason. We they were on. They were just unranked because right. they they jumped from twenty six to four. I'm just saying once you get above twenty five, I I know you can look it up, but I don't know exactly what they were. So, yeah. So I would. I mean, if they were like twenty, if they were under thirty. That that isn't mind blowing to me because I, I realistically I think that team is like a I'd say twenty two to thirty ranked team in the nation. Okay, I told you my opinion of them is they they can get on good runs. I, I don't think they have the perimeter shooting. I know they have Teske who can shoot it. I told you I thought Brooks could shoot it. and He went zero for six. You said in your game. Yeah, one for or. I think he was one for seven from the fi- from the field and zero for six from three. Which I'm telling you, he had four daggers against Carolina. Every time Carolina would consider making a run, but they had a 19-0 run in that game, like we mentioned. So once again, there's a theme with North Carolina as far as when they're losing games, games are getting out of control pretty quick. But yeah, that Michigan team, it did surprise me that they weren't ranked preseason. Yeah, and it's nothing against that because. I just I'm saying I I, I felt like yeah that team is good enough to at least be ranked. Not yeah. necessarily I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong in saying that they're overrated with number four. I think they had to rank them at least in the top ten. I was very surprised to see them move all the way up to four though. Yeah, I get that, and, and I do think uh, Phil Martelli actually is a huge piece. I think he you know he's exactly ex- he's actually executive head coach or something like that. Like, his title is that he's equal to Jawan Howard, but obviously he's not the face of that operation. So Howard Isley is there with them as well, too, Jawan Howard, and then Phil Martelli. Like, to me, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely on their way to getting back to where they – I'm not to say that they're bad because obviously they're number four, but they're. I don't think they're going to miss a beat when they, with losing B-line, which is what a lot of Michigan fans were fearing. Right. I just think they lost a lot of pieces in the last couple of years. I think Abdul Rockman is actually a piece that really 
help them a lot as far as that system, even though he wasn't a great three-point shooter. Uh, Mo Wagner was obviously a good player. Um, and then Charles Matthews is the one who... I'm a little disappointed you didn't even name your favorite player. My favorite player? Yeah, your favorite player that they lost from this past season? I'm not saying it. Iggy Brastakis? I'm not saying it. That was your guy. You can't t- You can't go back on that now. You love that guy. He's no longer... What, it, because he's a Nick? Well, he he dominated North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, well. But it, he, I know you love Diggy Brass. Izzy's game is smooth, man. I think Izzy was super underrated, even though he was a freshman who was one of the most popular freshmen in the country. It's yeah. still underrated. Uh, but I, I told you, so it was a whiteout uh, Tuesday, and uh, Parker Dunk got there early again, uh, got to our seats we're about 45 minutes before tip. Yeah. I think it was left on the clock. And uh, I get up to my seat, and there's a guy in a purple jazz Donovan Mitchell jersey. Classic. And I said, you, in my mind, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, dude. And this, you know, this story is going to teach you to not always judge a book by its cover and to not, you know, not get on everybody. <laughs> so we sit down. And uh, Parker's like, I'm going to go get a drink. You want a drink? I was like, yeah, sure. So he leaves. So it's just me and this guy. Right. Holding hands. No, nah, he's got three seats in between us. Yeah. So Long arms. We're sitting there talking. Or two seats in between us. I'm, I apologize. So Medium length arms. Yeah. So I don't know who started talking to who, but I said something to him, and I was like, uh, Check out those cheerleaders down there. No, I don't remember what it was that started the conversation, but he immediately brought up that uh, he's not from here, that he is actually from Utah. And, uh, oh, I remember what it was. I said, are these your season tickets? And he was like, no, actually, I'm actually actually in town for work. I'm from uh, Utah, and I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan and a big Daryl Griffith fan. Cause I'm a jazz fan, so I was like, in my mind, I was like, that's actually pretty awesome, right? So he came to, he was coming to uh, Louisville to do work for his job, and just looked it up and happened to see that we were playing Michigan, bought a ticket, uh, and he was like our uh, our buddy for the game because it was like he has nobody else here, so you know, showing up the yeah. ropes, so. I talked to him and stuff, and I was like, man, you picked a great game to come to because they're honoring Daryl Griffith tonight. And he was like, that's awesome. And I was like, he's like, I've seen him honored at a couple of jazz games, but it's going to be cool to see him honored in his hometown. And uh, he even said he went to Griff's to try to meet him, uh, but he wasn't there. And so hopefully, I told him to go eat there the next day because he's there a lot. So You said lunchtime hours. Yeah, I said go there and eat there for lunch because uh, he's there a lot. Fun tidbit for you. Yeah, so... Hopefully he got to meet him. Uh, he had a very good time. Louisville looked pretty daggone good. Held Michigan to 18 points in the first half, uh, 25 in the second. Won the game 58-43. Uh, Dominant performance. Yeah. Now, I had a question, actually, that I thought of when you were mentioning that. Do you think Griff eats as much pizza at his own joint as Kreb does at, Krebs do, does at Bear Nose? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Krebs had it piled on there last night, it man. Was packing we it looked down. up. He's got four slices on that plate, dude. He was like, yeah, I'm here for the all-you-can-eat. Down in the plates, too. Yeah, he was like, yeah, yep, he just kept eating them. It was awesome. I'm yeah. jealous. 
I wanted to get that much, but like we were in that booth that was like secluded. And it was like it was not easy in and out. You know what? My honest thing was I was trying to be respectable. So when we first got our pizza, there were still clearly people who hadn't got it. Yeah. I didn't know how many pizzas were coming out. That too. And there's some distinguished individuals around. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, I'm just going to be the casual pizza connoisseur and have two pieces and, and get one That's of That's exactly what I did. That's so funny that you thought the same thing. So I do that and I quickly realize, oh, I, I probably should go back to get more. But I wait <laughs> until you mention something and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to tag along. No big deal. Yeah. So the second trip I go, you know what? We, we just saw Krebs back on at least four slices on one plate and this was at least his second plate. Yeah. I'm going with a three pizza plate. You know, yeah. I, had to, I had to one up my ante. I should have gone back for more, but hey, we should have taken a road slice, but we didn't. Yeah, well, we were trying to catch. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a minute, but yeah. So um, Louisville gets the win. I mean, you can talk about your old game as much as you want, but I figured we talked about this beforehand. I figured you'd have as much to say about last night as I did about the Louisville game Saturday. Didn't really see a game to be played, so I told you going into it, I knew Ohio State. I've got a lot of respect for that team. I think defensively, I told you, I think they're one of the best teams of the country now. I do think offensively, they're a little underwhelming to me. I think that C.J. Walker addition, you know, he's actually a, a Indianapolis kid. Did you know that? I did not. I think it's technically Arsenal Tech where he went, maybe. But he was around the same year that Kyle Guy played. And uh, very, very good player as well, too. Um, so I think he's a key piece. He, that dude is lightning quick. And then, obviously, Caleb Wesson is in a ton uh, better shape than he was last year. So that's very impressive to see his dedication to becoming a better player. You think player. he went on the keto? Probably not. But maybe he might have. Um, either way, I think that team's going to struggle to put points on the board at some point this year. Now, who that will be, my guess, and this is a complete guess, would be a Michigan State team. Um, I, I do think Penn State is actually underrated in the Big Ten as well, too. They've got a phenomenal big guy, so that's a good matchup for them against Caleb Wesson as well, too. If they can get Wesson in some foul trouble, that would be very intriguing to me. But Caleb Wesson's brother is actually a great piece for that team as well, too. So you got to give Ohio State credit, right? Blowout loss. Now, they also tried to take out all of our players as yeah baycott got hurt armando baycott uh, our cole my, anthony got elbowed in the head in my opinion our second best player on the team i would agree cole anthony comes in already feeling under the weather they said you know what i mean Was, and they said that roy williams begged him to play oh of course yeah what what do you need here young man a couple grand what <laughs> Whatever. Wait, what do you need? To pass your classes without ever picking up a book? Uh, We've been doing that for years. Paper classes? Yeah. Oh, just write that paper, young man. Get Make that happen. So, yeah, he ended up playing, and then he gets split wide open, which when it happened, to be honest, even watch, it was not a malicious elbow. Yeah. No, not at all. I, I, honestly, the first couple of replays, I was like, where did he even get split? It's just on the corner, like you have that knot on your elbow that yeah. sticks out. It just caught him right on the rod. It, it, yeah, it was it was like that day we were playing when I got hit with that the bone on your wrist. I literally just got hit in the right spot. He got hit in the right spot because it literally looked like he got grazed. Yeah. And I was like, because at first I was like, man, I didn't, he must have got hit really hard. And then you can see the guys on the bench because you couldn't really see that it was dripping. But the guys on the bench were like, oh, oh, and then, then you could see it dripping down his head. I thought it was nose at first because he kind of blew his nose, and you, could, yeah. you couldn't see blood go everywhere. But like you mentioned, one of the assistant coaches was going blood. You could yeah. Blood, clean blood. 
So I'm like, all right, he split. So where I thought it was just out of his face or mouth or it's it kind of like, top of right his there head. at the hairline. Yeah, so tough tough spot to be. But yeah, so he came back and played after that, but didn't didn't really help us a ton. We're desperately in need of Sterling Manley. You are just in need of another scorer, man, because he can't. It seems like he is shouldering everything. He is. To me, right now, he's by far the best freshman in college basketball, which oh. what with Wiseman not playing. Yeah, I think I, even with Wiseman, he still is actually the most important player for his team. Like Wiseman, oh, importance is, wise, yes. But as far as saying who's who's the best, I'd say it's those two. But as it's a close far, competition. But, I honestly didn't expect it to be this close because I do think Wiseman was, you know, clear cut number one pick next year. By the way, this girl looks a lot better with her hair down. <laughs> She was actually really hot with her hair down. I'm not going to say anything about that. But I mean, I'm not saying I don't dig this hair. I just don't dig this hair. Garantes. She's kind of hot in that other picture, though. She she was a very pretty young lady. Yeah. But uh, going off what you said, I'm done hearing the Michigan State stuff. I'm done hearing it. I don't think I think Michigan State was overrated. I thought they were overrated beforehand. I told you I thought they were overrated yeah. before the season started. I didn't understand it. First off, you're missing one of your best players, and people are already talking about how they were going to be good, or even without him, uh, which he's out until January. Uh, and I didn't think they lost. Uh, I can't. They lost Ward. some good. Yeah, they lost they got, Ward. I, I like. I like Rocket Watts. Obviously, uh, they also lost Goins. Yeah, and who's Goins there? was kind of their mental leader i think he he added a lot of focus in the locker room my mind keeps going blank who's the paul pierce lookalike that plays point guard for them cassius cassius winston yeah, yeah. but cassius winston lost, reminds uh, me of paul pierce for what some was reason. the white kid who they lost last year i can't think of his name but he was annoying yeah. so those three players are three very important pieces but i do think like you said um they had a lot of players come in who were good i like the rocket watts kid rocket watts is really good we were actually in on him and uh, he picked Michigan State over Louisville. So I was pretty bummed about that because I'd love to have Rocket Watts here. But so my point with that, though, is I think defensively that team is still good, even though offensively they've been lackluster. My yeah. other thing is I think they go as Cassius goes. I think right now Cassius is in a very tough spot mentally, and I think that's translated to his game. And so it's tough to watch him, and you can't really critique him on that because no. of what he's going through. It's not something it goes along with what you're saying there. You can't really critique him. Critique him. That's not. It's that's not something you can really get on somebody for, because everyone takes loss in a different way. Right. And especially to lose someone so close, which from all accounts it seemed like he and his brother were very very close. I think it's, it's just the mental thing of like you said his message was if he could take that pain away he would have done anything to do it so i think he he took that loss very personal and i think that that makes it even worse for him i I just haven't seen you know the pep in his step i haven't seen the aggression Uh, i've seen him make some great drives and then kind of have a lackluster finish where he doesn't blow by the defender and then he ends up getting blocked by the secondary defender it's just it's like i said i'm not going to critique his game I, I just wish him the best and hopefully he can get back to mentally being the player he was previously yeah. i think it's a long season it would do that as you mentioned you know there's some pieces that will play into that i just think defensively they match up well against ohio state because uh, i think ohio state you got to kind of cop 
stop Wesson, which they will do that by committee. I don't think Tillman will be able to guard him one-on-one, -on -one, but they'll do that by committee. And I also think there's players that you can double down off of with Ohio State. So um, Izzo's phenomenal strategy coach, and I think they're one of the teams who could give them problems. Once again, as long as Penn State is – relevant as well too uh, obviously we saw purdue put up a big win last night as well too yes but big 10 is not overwhelmingly impressive this year you realize there was only one game in this whole acc big 10 shootout that was uh, single digits do you know what game it was no not off the top of my head i was trying to think miami and illinois really 71 to 69 i believe the score was the only single-digit uh, score of any of the games. And, uh, I mean, we blew up Michigan. Duke, uh, they ended up blowing up Michigan State. Uh, the Big Ten The Big Ten yesterday took care of business. Uh, IU blew out Florida State, which talk about IU because, uh, you know, we have some people that, that are IU fans. This was a big game for IU because they hadn't played anyone, kind of like what we hadn't. Yeah. So this was kind of a thing like, okay, let's see if IU is legit. And IU goes into this game missing what potential their starting point guard. And, yeah, fantasy. Yeah, and dominates pretty much start to finish. Yeah, Green had the game of his life. What do you have, 34, something like that? Good amount. Yeah. yeah so Was that IU though, right? Yes. So yeah. that that's a big factor in yeah. my opinion. Um, I think having a freshman there who's a key piece, you know, you got to give him credit. He's been underrated all year. I think Holden, so, uh, Trace Jackson da or Trace, yeah, Jackson Davis. You're right. Yeah. I think he's actually a guy though who will get some national publicity here coming soon, and rightfully so, he deserves it. I think he's kind of a piece that makes that offense like he's a matchup nightmare because who do you put on him? A power forward. Uh, if you put a power forward on him. He can blow by you catching at the free throw line, taking one power move dribble and finishing at the rim. But also if you put a center on him, uh, he can knock down that jumper if you give him a little space. So I'll be honest, I watched him and Romeo battle it out in high school. And Romeo dominated that matchup. And I didn't know what to expect, but Romeo's a heck of a player. So to get dominated by Romeo, that's that's not a bad thing. But... Um, yeah, he, he's impressed me because I didn't expect that out of him. He's another player that picked the school right over Louisville. Louisville was really in on him as well. But, I mean, going Jackson back to – Jackson Davis or Romeo? Jackson Davis. I was going to say, Romeo was heavily in the mix of UofL as yeah. well as Carolina. I, I was, so I had this thought. I know it's off topic. and I know you can't go down rabbit holes like this. But could you imagine Langford with that North Carolina team? Like, could I, you imagine him at Louisville? Yeah, but I'm just saying stylistically. There's a lot of teams that you know, I would have rather seen him play for I'm just than, saying, Indi than Indiana. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, There's but, a lot of teams that I would have rather seen him play for than Indiana. I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I don't think this is going to offend anybody. But you got to admit, stylistically of the way that Carolina plays and with what Langford's skill set was, North Carolina systematically, I'm speaking solely systematically, systematically yeah. was the best program for Langford. Now, there was five guys on that team. I don't know, and people were probably going to say, what, you're not, what about Kentucky? 
Yeah, I mean, because Kentucky, I'm saying maybe it's even with because I'm agreeing with you that North Carolina stylistically would be a great fit for him. But the reason why that's not true is because of they had the big man Reed in there. And so with that, they kind of played a little bit inside out last year, more so than what they typically do, which is what North Carolina is having to do this year. Mm -hmm. But last year, their offensive game plan was different than it had been previous years, as well as this year as well, too. Yeah. They do go into Richardson on occasion, but um, it, with PJ and Reed last year, I think that's what made some of those perimeter guys be able to get those open looks as well, too. Yeah. Um, it's But going back to what you were saying about Trace, uh, was it Trace Jackson, Jackson Davis? Davis? Yeah. I mean, great person to learn from is his dad. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure they do now, but a lot of people didn't realize um, his dad was a longtime NBA vet. Dale Davis played for the Pacers. So that's I'm guessing that's why he ended up going to high school where he did. And Probably. living where he did. So I'm sure that didn't hurt? No. I mean, do you remember the Davis, the Bash brothers, I guess? Where were they, where were they called? The Davis twins is what they called them. They weren't really Davis twins. Yeah. Antonio and Dale Davis. I don't recall what they called them, but I do think Dale was the better defensive player, in my opinion. And Antonio was a better offensive player. Yeah. But them two together were both two great pieces oh, for that monsters. Pacers team. This is the thing. They were undersized height-wise, but heart-wise, they made up for that. Yeah. Um. So last night you and I got to do a uh, pretty cool event. Uh, I know some people are like, "Why are you guys recording on Thursday?" Stuff just keeps happening to where we're doing stuff on Wednesday, so we end up recording on Thursday. And this last week night, it was actually more important than what it had been ever in the past too, yes. because this is something that hopefully all of our listeners can get behind as well too, and we can help push this agenda to the forefront. Yes, something near and dear to hopefully all of our listeners' hearts. And I, I can only speak for myself, but I'm loving what's going on with this. Yes. So last night, um, or I guess it was, was it last week when I got the invite from my buddy and I asked you about it? Yeah, you mentioned something to me last Wednesday, I know. And uh, we got an invite to uh, an event with the group called NBA Toulou, which is obvious by the name that it's, trying to get an NBA team to the city of Louisville. Yeah. So uh, we show up down there, and we actually go to the wrong place. We go next door. <laughs> Which because wasn't of the, our fault. No, and even the lady in the in the uh, lobby took us up to this place when we said, hey, we're here for the NBA Tulu, uh get-together. And she took us up to this place speakeasy type place which was really cool looking by the way was very cool but she was ultra confident like you yeah. mentioned to me I, I wasn't sure where to go and i thought maybe it you know we knew it had started at six i probably got there what 604 ish 605 yeah so i'm like oh crud they're already starting he's not gonna be able to come out and get me in and i'm like this isn't gonna go well and so you're like no just ask the lady up front so i go hi ma'am i'm, I'm here for the nba to loot she goes yes let me take you up there but there was actually three people who stopped on the way like one of the other guys was like hey do you know where that is i can take him up there so it was like everybody was all on the same page except for the us. L- yeah so uh we sit up there for a little bit maybe like five ten minutes you get to meet my buddy brian and uh we uh, we talked to him for a little bit, and then we find out that this is not the right spot. 
So then we go next door to the actual real place. Which we wouldn't have even found out unless you looked into it. Like, we were having great conversation with Brian. And you could, I know you were looking at me like, why is he looking so, like... No, your was, face. You make faces. Yeah. I, I can tell when something is up because you'll make faces. Yeah, and I'm like, this is not the right place, I don't feel like. Because I kept looking for the name on the menu of what this place was called. And I was like, this is not what where this was. <laughs> So finally, well, there was nobody there either. Yeah, and I was like, "Didn't you say this thing started at 6? And he's like, "Yeah, he sent me another message and told me that." And I was like, "Yeah, this is the right address, but I don't think this is right because this says it's in the new mightily office." I was like, "This is not mightily, and this is not an office." Right. So finally, we figure out that it's next door, but we literally could just walk down these steps and go right next door. We get in there, and then they they had the cool inspector gadget uh, elevator where you scan the card, and only you could get entry to that. Yeah. floor and the door was locked you know we couldn't even get in that guy had to let us in yeah and uh we get up there and this <laughs> first is, and uh, foremost though he we're walking in and so my my real oh, name i is, forgot about this <laughs> my real name is brian and your buddy who helped us get into this event his name is brian as well too and you're Brandon. And yeah. so he goes, oh, the three Bryans. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. And like, BJ's like, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so we're getting a good chuckle about that. And we go in and uh, we go upstairs. And uh, it seems like, I don't know if it felt like this to you, but it felt like every person looked at us as soon as we walked in. Oh, yeah. Well, you've got a mullet. I've got a scraggly beard that looks like it died a couple of months ago, but yeah. it's hanging on for dear life. And I'll also say, hey, Brian, is there any type of dress code at all? Everyone else is in, like, decent-looking – I'm in a hoodie. I knew – that. You remember, I asked you. I knew there was And he was something. like, no, there's nothing. And I guess technically there wasn't because there's was a few people no. that were wearing, like, T-shirts and stuff. So – we're sitting there and like I think it fit for the role we play because yeah. once again we're grassroots and the goal is to help get some information out about yeah. getting the people on board around us and I think we reach a different group than what some of the individuals there reach. Yes. So we're standing there and we're the only two people in the entire room that don't have name tags on. True. Also true. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not putting a name tag on. At I, this point, I was like, I'm not doing that. This is hilarious because I was also thinking, not that I wasn't going to do it, but I thought, like, this is not necessary for me to put it. Like, yeah. nobody nobody needs to know my name because yeah. I'm a nobody in this crowd type yeah. of deal. So this guy walks up, who actually, now that I remember, he did not have a name tag on either. No, Because that's didn't. what sparked me to put one on when he when he wrote on there. Yeah, I thought he was actually going to write it and put it on us, which <laughs> I was... That's what I thought he was doing, yeah. too. It's <laughs> so which funny to hear that the, we were thinking the exact same thing the whole time, but... And he, if he did that, that would have been highlight of the night. <laughs> so he walks up, and he gives us looks, and he's like, see you guys ambassadors? And we're both like, No. And you can clearly tell this guy is somebody too. Yeah, like this this isn't just. And he clearly picked us out of the group. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "So you guys ambassadors?" And we're like, "No." And like his face kind of changes, and I was like, "But we're here with one." <laughs> and I like point him out, and he was like, "Oh, cool! So you guys are uh, recruits?" We're like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, thanks for coming, man." And like, he's still kind of leery with us. I think he was ready to walk out as far as, like, uh, just get away from the conversation. Yeah. I think we engaged him and brought him back in that conversation. Because 
I feel like we asked some actual really good questions. Oh. You brought up a, a question, or you brought up something, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to ask him. So I kind of stole your thunder with the question, but I thought it was a good question. I don't think you stole my thunder at all because I told you I was actually wanting to hear some of that information. I, I would have worded the question a little bit different than what you said, but you put it as blunt as possible, and I think, once again, this this guy, Steve, what was his last name? I don't even remember. Higdon, maybe? I don't want to get it wrong, but he, he was the position. Do you remember his position? The CEO, CEO or chairman? Yeah, he, yeah. He's a much higher up. I mean, Dan Issel is the face of the company, who's yeah. the president. He's the president of it, yeah. But this gentleman was equal to Dan Issel's position, if not ahead of it. And he yeah. told us his background as well as being involved in um, the last time that yeah. we were trying to get the NBA. Right. But, I, I, you know, I asked him, I said, so, you know, he and I watch a decent amount of NBA. We know a, lot, a decent amount about it. And uh, he, we were just talking about this. He brought up a good question. We don't hear anything about the NBA expanding. Right. And that's kind of the goal of this program is to be ready yeah. for when that expansion takes place to be considered one of these cities that could be in the mix. Yeah, so he he went on to tell us that um, in the past he was involved the last time that the Memphis Grizzlies had actually, or the Grizzlies had actually agreed to come here, but this was before the Yum Center was built, so there was no, uh, the people here kind of shot it down because they were like, no, we don't want to build another arena and pay taxes on it, which now it's, uh, it's a different story because now you have the Yum Center and so then I followed it up with the question was, um, my follow-up question was, well, in the past with the last, um, my mind's going blank a bunch tonight, but with the uh, last, I guess you could say regime, with athletic director Tom Jurich and Rick Pitino, uh, it was shot down immediately when they wanted to do things with the NBA to come here because they knew it would take revenue, or they thought that it would take revenue from the university. And I said, so with, Without them, without them being in control now, do you think that this is a better shot to happen? Do you think that the university will listen more? And his exact words were, "Well, I can't speak on the university's behalf, but I feel like with the people that uh, that are in place now, that they are definitely going to be more apt to listen than the last ones were." Right, receptive to that conversation. Yeah. Which, once again, you you said the key thing. He, he clearly said that he couldn't speak for what, so he's not going to give their opinion, but the reality is it couldn't have been any worse than what it previously was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he said that. Uh, that was the coolest thing, though, was when he said, did you all know that the Grizzlies had agreed to come here? And I was like, no. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. There's nothing in me that tells me I shouldn't believe him. No, I believe him. I just think this is a gentleman who his goal is to get you on board, and yeah. you could really tell by his energy as well as – his demeanor, it was a guy who was going to tell you what you needed to hear to get on board. And so I think he knew that was something that would spark our interest. So I do believe that there might have been a verbal commitment. Yeah. I don't think, obviously, on paper there was that commitment. It definitely wouldn't have been on paper because they would have been here because there's no way to break out of that contract. Right. I'm just saying on paper you can write a commitment for interest. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, hindsight being 2020, it didn't happen. But uh, apparently the Grizzlies were very close to coming to the city of Louisville, and that would have been phenomenal for our city. And I also think 
Um, I mentioned to you there would have been a fun player that we potentially would have got to see in the name of John yeah. Morant. Yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr., who I, I told you I watched in high school, and is a phenomenal player as well, too. And obviously they've had some fun teams in the last couple of years, the uh, grit and grind area. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the future holds. I think it's an interesting process with what this – uh, organization entails but I think regardless of whether you support this specific organization I'm hoping as a group we can all come together and help push this agenda to the forefront and part of what they mentioned multiple times last night is they want people of all walks of life to buy into having an NBA team here so that doesn't mean that you have to support that idea financially that yeah. means that you need to communicate with each other the importance of bringing a team to this city and a professional sports team uh, along with the soccer team, which has been very successful. We were talking about that last night. Yeah, We might not be huge soccer fans, but we'll give credit where credit is due. Loose City has been a great addition to the community. Loose City has built a phenomenal stadium. Loose City has had success um, competitively. Hopefully that's a great sign for what might happen in the future with a Louisville professional basketball team. Yeah. Once again. Yeah, it would be nice. Uh, but after the first part, or after that part, we talked to him. Uh, Brian whispered something in my ears. He was like, let's go meet Dan. I was like, all right. So those of you who didn't hear BJ say Dan Issel is the president of the NBA Tulu uh, company. And uh, super nice gentleman as well, yes, too. Very big, too. Very intelligent. Uh, the thing, so I told you, I was reading his profile previously going into that, and the common denominator was work ethic. Yeah. Everything I read about him. Do you know he actually went to high school with Craig Sager? I did not know that. Yeah. Batavia, I might be mispronouncing that. B A T A V I A. So it might be Batavia, might be Batavia. I don't know what it is, but, but I'm going to say Batavia. Uh, here's the question, though. You asked me if I knew what his nickname was, and something interrupted us. What was his nickname? His nickname is The Horse. <laughs> Dude, it was amazing. So I looked up his stats, and, you know, the guy played 15 seasons, right? Yeah. You know how many games he missed in this 15-season career in the NBA? We're specifically referencing, well, I think the ABA, some of those years were in the ABA as well. Okay. 24 games. Wow. In 15 years. That's all he missed. Like, you want to talk about work ethic. Dude was showing up, you know probably broken fingers, broken hands, broken body parts, whatever it may be, missed 24 games in 15 years. Yeah, I'm looking it up, and it's like 81 games, 80 games, 82 games. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this dude's a monster. <laughs> uh, you Cool stat that you brought up last night. You said that with his combined stats from the ABA and NBA, he's still the 11th leading scorer all-time in NBA history. Yeah. Or professional basketball history so kentucky's all-time leading scorer still and he did not have a three-point line right and i mean even if he did have a three-point line i don't think he was shooting many of them true good baseline jumper like they were referencing last night from what i saw but it made decisive power moves from what i've seen minimally and from what i've heard obviously you know i don't have a ton of (laughs) historical data on dan issel's game as far as critiquing it but yeah power player i mean i'd say he's probably six nine He's definitely a big boy. Yeah. He, wide, wide load. Strong. Yeah. Strong. Still and seemed to be in reasonable shape at this point in his career, which he's 71 years old, you mentioned to me. Yeah. 
so still in very good shape and, and very intelligent and sharp for his age. Yes. So we uh, we went spoke with him. I uh, gave him one of our cards, and uh, we left there after um, a couple minutes and walked over to uh, Marino's. So, uh, which by the way, I don't think we were ever supposed to be in that first room. I think we were only supposed to be in the recruits room, yeah. uh, Baranos, but that's, that's what you got to love about your buddy, Brian. Yeah. He's he, like, no, come with us. He was taking his shots and he was having a blast, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we walk over to Baranos, grab a couple slices. Uh, that was definitely the best Baranos we had. I think we spoke about it earlier. Shout out to his buddy Todd, who was on game with the uh, pineapple pizza as well, too. No, pineapple you know so saying? trash, dude. Mutual pineapple bros. All and three he, you all were. And, oh, Brian did too? Brian said he liked it too, yeah. Good man. I didn't hear that, Brian. But you know what I knew going into that situation? All, Brian, that? all Brian's are good people. Never met a bad Brian, you know what I'm saying? And you got lumped into that last night. So <laughs> on behalf of the Brian's, we'd like to welcome you to the committee. But, yeah, Pineapple pizza was phenomenal last night. Boom. No. Boom goes the dynamite. So we get over to Bear Nose, and I'm going to be honest with you. The last time I was there, I don't remember any of that memorabilia being there. I've only been in there one other time, surprisingly enough. I think I've been in there twice, and I don't remember any of that. Like I, I feel like that stuff's new. I'm going to be honest. The last time I was in there, I feel like the whole seating arrangement and arrangement of the building was completely different but yeah. it's probably been five years for me like maybe i went to somebody's birthday party there i don't even remember whose birthday party it was i know the group who i was with of people it was like aaron schaefer joe solomos mac Bruton, that that crowd but i don't remember whose birthday it was somebody's birthday one mine no i don't believe so so we uh we grabbed some some slices and you know we're just mingling with the common folk like us and uh, we just chill, and they have a they have a raffle. Gave away some great prizes. We were a couple numbers off on ours. Yeah. Uh, I had nine eleven. You had nine twelve. Well, I don't know if you heard this as well too, but Todd was sitting next to me, right? So they call that first number, and it's nine hundred. Oh, I heard it because I turned around. I was like, "Oh man!" Numbers in front of it, right? But it ends in nine zero zero, and he goes dag on it man i'm always the guy who's like one off and so i'm yeah. like oh what number are you he's like 901 i'm like man that sucks next one that gets drawn out boom 901 uh, he goes nine zero and i see todd kind of look up at it nine zero one boom <laughs> he was hyped too he was so hyped he left his t-shirt that yeah 350 dollar t-shirt and he left it there <laughs> 350 <laughs> So the prizes they gave away was a one night stay at that place that we met at Distill. Distill, which, which was a super nice building. Dude, that place is cool. Uh, a signed Dan Issel, uh Colonel's jersey. Yeah. A signed basketball by the Kentucky Legends, which is apparently a uh, golf scramble that they get together. Uh, Louisville tickets to they didn't say what game, but they just said tickets to a Louisville game. And I uh, don't the, the membership, the ambassadorship. Oh, yeah, the, the membership. Yeah. Which, to be honest, that was, if you got a choice as to what you would take, that was what I was going to choose. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was between that and the jersey of Dan Essel, but. That's a good point. Yeah, but I would probably go with the ambassador thing. Uh, so, 
we end up uh, leaving right after that, and uh, I snap a picture thanks to BJ with uh, Dan Essel, and uh, we head out. But um, after looking at a lot of memorabilia in there, that's where we got it. Baranos has some phenomenal stuff. In yes, there. if you ever get a chance to, um, first of all. We mentioned the pizza was the best that we've ever had at Baranos. I'm not eating a ton of Baranos pizza, but I will say Wicks gets a lot of credit for being one of the best local pizza joints around. Baranos is underrated, man. Like that, that pizza was phenomenal last night, and their memorabilia in there. Now, the owners, I'm going to be 100% honest, a little sketchy. A little that sketchy. lady was a little, she was, she was nice. I'll say that. She was nice, but she was. I don't know. How, she was how to a really... firecracker. Yes, that's the best way to put her. I thought initially she had to have been hammered. I thought the same thing. She walked up, she was like, hey! And I was like, <laughs> whoa. Someone drank a whole bottle of wine already. Yeah, which was hilarious too because they were giving out free wine. And the yeah. guy made the joke, they are actually giving it out in one ounce increments. <laughs> and so, of course, we don't drink, so like yeah. we're not partaking, but we're there's nothing wrong with it to, to each your own. And so we're just hanging out talking and the guy's like, yeah. So they mentioned that there's no hangovers. So being as though they're pouring in one ounce increments, why don't you give that theory a test? <laughs> so this woman, yeah, she was a little, little bit sketchy, but they were super friendly. Yeah. I think they sponsored the event as well too, has brought the pizza out. So got to give them a shout out and bear knows a shout out in general, but great overall night. I mean, I had a blast. I haven't had that much fun in a long time. Uh, met a lot of cool people, obviously had some good food. Um, was a part of something that felt special. You know what I mean? Like the thing that I probably liked the best about what Dan said, Dan kept it real. And he stated that as of right now, on the table, there really isn't a move for expansion in the NBA, which I love to hear why. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's NBA doesn't make decisions just on a whim. And so I, I love to hear the exact theory on why they feel like the amount of teams that they have in the NBA currently. I'm going to guess it's a diminishing product where the more you have in there, obviously the quality of those teams will go down because less talent eventually, yeah. right? But I think now we're at a point where you see like a guy like Kendrick Nunn come in and, and play some big minutes and and uh, have some great points and be a great addition to a key team. People like that in the whim, you could put together another team and they could be competitive on a nightly basis. But he was very honest in the fact that there's a chance that this might not ever happen. But with all of our support and getting on board, if they do choose to expand, very realistically, Seattle is the front runner for this program. Vegas is in the mix as well, too. You know, I didn't even think about, but he gave a statistic that shows Austin would have to be in that conversation, even though I don't think they're coming. Do you think they would put a third team there in in that state? I mean, with Dallas and Houston, I get where you're coming from. Or a fourth team. Yeah, I I get where you're coming from. Because you got San Antonio as well. Right. I, I get where you're coming from, but I just think, in my mind, the area once again we went over a couple of teams that are right on top of each other the area is not as much of, of a determination as far as um, other things that play into that so yeah. yeah i do think austin is a realistic option but i do think that the front runners would be seattle vegas as well as louisville so hopefully there's a chance and uh if you're saying we got a chance then that's a good sign to me. so you're telling me there's a chance yeah. straight down and dumber on them yeah uh but 
one of the coolest things that we got from it last night is we got to not only see Dan Issel, but we got to interact with him. And like I said, uh, I gave him one of our cards, and he was very adamant about letting me know that he was going to email me the next day to get in contact with us. Which was amazing. Yeah, and he was like, he said it to me like three times. And I was like, awesome, cool. And uh, I went in there to talk to Brian today and you know thanked him again. I was like, yeah, he still hasn't emailed me. When I got back to my desk, he had emailed me. <laughs> uh, Spoken into existence. Yeah, so he was just like, you know, wanted to thank, it was good meeting you and all that stuff. And if there's ever anything I could do for you. So me being beef, I said, well, we would love to have you on the podcast. And he said, you just tell me when. Yeah. So, hopefully you guys will enjoy that in the future. Because uh, that's a pretty big episode that's going to excite a lot of people. People that are probably not listening now, so I don't really care about telling them. But the yeah. listeners that we do have consistently, I'm excited to tell them. Big time. Hey, he made a hilarious joke last night, too. We got to tell that. This is one of the funniest parts of the night. So, he's giving his speech. And we're in Baranos, and they have all this... Um, iconic sports memorabilia and actually pop culture memorabilia just everything a lot, lot of great stuff in there a lot of autographs but all of it was tied in locally of some sort correct there, there was a theme there and that was local um, and he gets to the point where he finishes his speech and then he hands it off and he goes wait a second I, I need one more thing and he mentions to the Baranos owners that he would never be coming back yeah. because the artist Gilmore jersey in which he was standing to was bigger than his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was completely joking, but the woman took it very seriously. She was like, we, we have three other areas with your stuff. He goes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that artist Gilmore jersey was so awesome looking, though. Oh, the Wes Unso one, like we mentioned, that was probably one of my favorites that I saw in there. But I'm telling you, a lot, lot of great. Nicole Scherzinger, you know, I was oh, a big, yeah. big fan of the – um, Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. I told you I actually saw them in Las Vegas. You know, uh, big fan. Bryson Tiller had some stuff in there. I saw him Saturday yep. at the uh, Jack Harlow concert. Oh, dude, I got to tell you a great story. Scotty Davenport. Scotty Davenport did have stuff in there, yes. Mingling with the legend, Scotty Davenport. <laughs> so, I go to Jack Harlow's concert, and I had seen something from the night before. About, shout out to Treshawn. He went with... We went together. Yeah. Uh, the night before, everyone was mentioning that he brought out uh, Daryl Isaacs. Because he has a song, and he says, I'm the heavy hitter Daryl Isaacs. Really? The song, yeah. How much do you think he had to pay to do that? What, to say his name on there? Yeah. I mean, he's from Louisville, so people our age you know, recognize that stuff. And at that point, he's probably just trying to say stuff that reminds people from this area of this area. Because if you listen to Jack Harlow's stuff, a lot of his stuff is based around stuff that happens in Louisville. All of his music videos filmed in Louisville. Yeah. I Every, everything that. that he does as far as his songs, like he has a song called River Road. The entire thing just talks about his childhood and talks about like going to Atherton and stuff. Um, he has another song uh, where he just, I mean, he talks about different stuff. He talks about going through Cherokee Park and stuff. So he always is talking about doing different things here. Inspiration. Yeah, so... He, they said the first night that Daryl Isaacs was stiff as a board, like did not know what was like what to do. Like he just came out and just like stood there. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, I don't blame him." Yeah, he was like, "Well, in my mind, I'm like, well, they're not gonna bring him out again." Yeah. Well, Jack Carlos like 
I got we got a, a celebrity for you guys, and it was like it was like yo, welcome to the stage, the heavy hitter Daryl Isaacs. He comes out there in a full polo outfit with a bucket hat on, dude, and is throwing t-shirts out now, and is just like pacing the stage, throwing t-shirts. It was so good. I put a little extra something something in his yeah, drink. and Jack Harlow was like after he got off the stage he goes whoa he goes I don't know what happened he said my man was stiff as a board last night but came out with all kinds of drip tonight <laughs> <laughs> it was so good and then um, he brought out a little girl named Zaza which I was somewhat familiar with her she's got like 1.6 million followers on Instagram she's whoa. been on the Ellen show she's been on stage with Young Thug and uh, Jack Harlow I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that he's her godfather She's from uh, Kentucky, hmm. so she came out there and was dancing and stuff, and then she uh, rapped one of her songs, I guess it was her song. Okay. So, like, the place was going nuts because it was like, oh, Zaza. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. It was it was actually pretty cool, and then he brought up Bryson Tiller. That's why I told the story. So the la- he brought uh, Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller did his verse um, and then walked off stage. Party. Yeah, it was awesome. Great, great uh, show as far as the second guy and uh, Jack Harlow. The first guy was terrible. Really? Yeah, he was really bad. And it, I think it just made it even worse because the show was supposed to start at 8. Yeah. The show did not start until 8.50 because they couldn't figure out how to get their laptops to work on there. <laughs> it's like, why did this not, why did this stuff not happen beforehand? No trial run. No. And, uh, Sorry, Sharp just commented back to our Clay Thompson conversation. Oh, great. He says he's better at the moment. <laughs> Shame Christmas. But um, it was a good time, so I guess that we can move to our power moves now. Let's move on. I've got kind of a unique power move. i got two of them. Good. We'll go with your first one then. So my first one's going to be short and sweet, but we got to give a power move to Brian Hilton getting us into that event last night. Yeah. Couldn't not give him the power move for that. Uh, we had dope time. We just told you everything about it, so I'm not going to go much in depth about it again. But power move goes to Brian Helton getting us into the event that we probably shouldn't have been in. That probably should have been. That's that's a positive. We, yeah. we had no business being there. It was blast. Um, but that that was also one that I wanted to reference as well too. wasn't going to go a full on fledged power move. Just going to give him a shout out for that because I was very grateful of that opportunity, and uh, I had a blast. And hopefully we can do more of that in the future. But my power move is actually going to go to a guy who should be a starting quarterback in the NFL, a guy by the name of Josh McCowan. Stumped you there. You, you were a little worried about where I was going with that, right? Oh, I wasn't worried at all. I was hoping you'd say that other person. It's an, actually an ESPN article about him that was a phenomenal article. I don't know if you had a chance to read that, but if you haven't, check it out. But it basically explains to when he retired, he went and became – the quarterbacks coach for his son's high school football team. It's actually the biggest, I believe it's North Carolina, biggest high school in North Carolina where it's got like 3,500 students. Mm -hmm. Um, And both of his sons, one's a freshman, one's a sophomore, are quarterbacks. The freshman is actually the starting quarterback for the JV team. And the freshman is actually the backup quarterback for the varsity team. But that starting quarterback is like a top 10 quarterback in the country type of deal. You and know, it's his son? Once in a generation. Both of them are actually his sons. So he's his son is a starter JV and a backup on the varsity. Okay, 
So he goes back on a weekly basis, though, and in his contract, his stipulation to signing with Philadelphia was, well, essentially he had two stipulations to coming back and being a quarterback in the NFL. One, he wanted to go for a team that had a chance to win. Sorry, Josh, haven't really held up our end of the bargain there. (laughs) Second thing was that he had to be able to continue to be a quarterback's coach for this high school, and he's dedicated himself to doing both. And just talk about the process. Like, he's paying $13,000 for a round-trip flight, you know, a private flight to be able to do what he's doing. So it it just mentioned there was at least 10-plus or maybe it was $10,000, but he had 13 trips. Whatever it was, he'll be spending over $130,000 solely in private plane uh, prices just to go back and coach these kids. Wow. And the kids were just talking about how grateful they are for him. There's actually a receiver on that team who's the son of a former NFL receiver who um, played with him, I believe, in Carolina, he mentioned. Um but he's teaching him something every day. Obviously, his sons love getting to see him more often. Just a feel-good story, which is what the Eagles are needing right now. So what I want to do is I want to vote for Josh McCown to be the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles this year. You giving up on Carson Wentz? I'm not giving up. I'm saying you're giving up. We need Nick Foles back. Bring in McCown. Didn't I tell you last year? That maybe you all should just get rid of Wentz and keep Foles, and you told me that I was crazy. No, why would I have said that? You know I love Foles. Yeah, but you said no. I think we should just keep both of them. Yeah, and I, I did said say that, That's and true. I was like, I don't know, man. Wentz seems to get hurt a lot, and I feel like you could get a lot for him right now. Now, if you all wanted to trade him, I'm not sure what you all would get for him. Mitch Trubisky. Now, if you all traded him, I'm not sure what you guys would get for him. Listen. We're still in contention for a division championship this year. All i got to say is, boo, Cowboys, go Eagles. Fly, (laughs) Eagles, fly. So that's my final. Had to give Josh McCown the shout-out. And actually, I guess ESPN a little bit of a shout-out as well, too. Great article. Got to check that out on ESPN.com. So I'm going to bring a uh, heartwarming story to the forefront. Better than mine, huh? Uh, Yes. I hate that I do this to you every time. Because it seems like every time you bring a good story that I always bring a better one. And we don't tell each other the power moves unless we just say, I'll ask you if it's this, and you just say no. Right. Just to make sure we don't have the same one. Because the week you had the one with the heart attack and he walked himself to the hospital, that one was pretty good. But then I had, I can't remember who I used on that one, but it was I felt like it, it kind of topped it. And you were like, yeah, that is pretty good. Randy Couture is a phenomenal one, though. Yeah. I do love that story. So... Um, there is a kid in Grand Rapids, Michigan named Michael Orlando Clark Jr. And, uh, there was an article published today. It was all over Facebook. It was everywhere. And, uh, it was a great story to me. So, uh, Michael, uh, found a family, a forever family. And they just, today was the day that he was getting adopted. Okay. So Michael has a lot of friends in his kindergarten class, and he decided that he wanted all of his friends from his kindergarten class to be at his uh, adoption court ceremony uh, or whatever. Yeah, his adoption ceremony. So uh, my power move goes to Michael for having the confidence enough as a kindergartner to invite all of his friends 
to come see something that he thought was awesome as well, Fuck. and to bring him, bring all them there for his adoption, and and do that. So that's that's my power move is Michael, Michael Orlando Clark Jr. I'm gonna guess Michael got a couple of digits. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, dude. Especially when I show you the picture, dude, because he's like lounged out in the seat. Yeah. If I, I gotta find the picture, dude. He was just like chilling, and like all of his friends were in the background. And uh, it was it was a funny picture because he's just like in the courtroom and all of it. You can see the kids in the background. It was awesome. Good for him. Oh, yeah. there you go. There it is. He's just like chilling, dude. And like all this. That's a big kindergartner. I feel like. Kinda, yeah. I mean, he's uh, the guy beside him looks like uh, Matthew McConaughey a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Guessing that's his adopted parent. He looked like a couple of the people who were at the NBA Tulu event last night. Yes. That modern dress casual. Yeah. Which, by the way, you know what I'm saying, I came prepped for that. Just in case, you know what I'm saying. I didn't want to overdo it. I wasn't going to go with the full, you know, three-piece suit, five-piece suit. I wasn't going to go with the tie. I was going to go subtly casual with the dress jeans, you know what I'm saying, the black-style Levi dress jeans, a little bit of a Callaway pullover, you know what I'm saying, could could get out on the links and play eighteen holes at St Andrews, or also could eat some. I don't know about St Andrews, man. That place is pretty windy. You probably get cold. Oh man, my yeah, uh, yeah. My golf game isn't good enough to play anywhere. So. <laughs> but all right. So how many beefs you got? I've got two beefs. I got two as well. You want me to go first with one of mine? Because I'm just gonna get one of them over pretty quick. But I just want one. I want my second one to be last. Let's hear it. All right. So my first one is. Uh, I didn't speak too much on the game, but there's a, a common theme that has been brought up since the game has been over. Which game do you reference? The Louisville-Kentucky football game. Mm, I forgot about that one. That um, people are going to be like, well, just quit crying. I'm going to tell you this. L's down. I'm not. Here's my beef with it. If you do L's down, not only are you lame, but uh, you're lame. Wait a second. What about your coach? So I'm going to reference that. So, Wait a second. I'm, are you pulling up the picture? Because I don't need to see the no, picture. No, I'm not pulling up the picture. So, the story is the reason Satterfield said something to him about it was after the game is over, apparently a few coaches or a few players and maybe a coach came over to him and was doing this in his face. Yeah. I don't know about a coach, but I could So, say- here's the thing. Right. You do L's down all you want to do. Enjoy it for the time being. Because when we start kicking your teeth in again, you're not going to be doing L's down anymore. So you enjoy it. You guys have fun with it. You know, have fun with your KSR guys. Because here pretty soon, you guys aren't going to like Scott Satterfield anymore. You're not going to like any of the people we have anymore. You're going to go back to calling us thugs when your players are starting fights with our Heisman Trophy winners, throwing garbage cans at our players. Uh, starting fights at, at midfield with our players, but we're the thugs. Hey, so, this whole story could change December, what, 26th? I'm not talking about that because I'm not trying to jinx anything December 28th. But 28th, thank you. Uh, I'm just saying it could all change on that date. I'm not saying what's going to happen. It could. I, 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 I definitely wrong. think we have – I'm not going to go into it. I don't know because I don't want jinxes. Yeah. Even though I don't really believe in jinxes, but it's near here or there. Some people do. Smart, man. But I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing L's down. It's lame. It's and people are like, well, Louisville does this. Look, I've told everyone from the very beginning, L one C four is lame. 
I've told you that I hate L1C4. I don't know. I'm I, I'm not a Louisville fan, obviously, but I think L1C4 is catchy. That's I don't a, even know lame. what it means. Louisville first cards forever. You know, I just think C4 is cool because it's like explosives. Yeah, but I I don't I don't like it. It's all that gimmicky stuff to me is lame. And yeah, people but, can say, "Well, you all do L's up." I'm like, okay. Yeah. I do that. I can't argue with that. I like tradition stuff. I, I will say I I don't really do much of it, you know, but I I like having a common understanding of tradition. I just I don't know. I'm tired of this stuff where we get we hate Petrino because he runs the score up. You all ran a forty yard touchdown and did else down when you scored a touchdown. <laughs> so I don't want to hear you all ever complain about anything Petrino ever did. Don't post a picture of him in the neck brace no more. Don't post nothing because your all's school is full of a bunch of turd sandwiches. Other than J.J. Weaver, everyone else can suck one. Who played a really good football game. Got to give him credit. I did not expect it. So props to Kentucky for winning that game. I'll give them credit. You don't have to. Yeah, because I'm not going to. So that was a good one. I agree. Great, great, uh, great start to the beef. I've got a similar beef. And it's a sports world beef because I'm sure a couple of you who follow us noticed that I posted there was an atrocious decision by the NBA. Oh, so you're still going to go with it, huh? Oh, of course I'm going with it. Listen, you're just what, not going as in-depth with it. No, I'm going in-depth. I'm just <laughs> not dropping statistical knowledge because a guy by the name of Carmelo Anthony was actually picked as Western Conference Player of the Week. My guy. And listen, this is what I'm going to do. Before I get too much into my feelings, I'm going to explain that Melo has came in and played well. Yeah, Melo has been a good addition to a Portland Trailblazers roster that was in need of new life. Melo has helped that team go 3-0 and that week. You know what I'm saying? So that's the extent of the good things that I'm going to say about this because Melo averaged 22 points per game. Seven rebounds and two assists. And you're going to tell me that with Luka Doncic and James Harden averaging almost 40 points per game and Luka averaging almost a triple-double and James Harden shooting 300, 972 million free throws a game, that they are not going to be considered Western Conference Player of the Week? You know what I'm saying? This is crazy. This This is, to me the overreach of a sports commission who has seen what has happened with the Colin Kaepernick situation. And the NBA is so much more in tune with their players and the community that supports those players. And for them to do this, in my opinion, sets them back. Because now, as a sports fan, they have lost merit and credential in my eyes this award now means nothing to me you know what i mean if you get player of the week good job carmelo anthony got that when he did not deserve it also everything else they stand behind now loses a little bit of faith for me so disappointing to see credit to Melo for playing well not Western Conference Player of the Week. So that that's my first beef of the day as well, too. I'll go ahead and go into my second one. You mentioned you had one that you wanted to end with. Is that right? Yeah. 
So my second beef is, is actually every bit as good, if not a little bit better. So uh, I know you, you knew this to the, all the fans out there. They didn't fully know the backstory, but I actually had to work last Friday, right? And so being as though that was the case, I was unable to go down to my family and hang out for Thanksgiving. That, that <laughs> always stinks. You know what I mean? I love hanging out with my family, but somebody's got to pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? And so I worked a half day. Uh, the entire company was only there until 1 o'clock. From 8 a.m. until 1 o'clock, I was there. And so after I get out, I go, what, what am I going to do with the rest of my day? Well, it's Black Friday, and I hate crowds, and I hate being around people, and I hate even really shopping in general because I go in with a game plan when I shop, right, to specific places that I know. And I come up with a genius idea in my head. I'm going to go to the Simpsonville outlets. <laughs> <laughs> rookie mistake bro well see that's not really a far of a drive for you because you're on 64 it's really what three exits up for you from where you're at yeah i, I mean i think I, I go there all the time now I, yeah. i've probably been there where it's taken me like 12 minutes legitimately to get there from where i'm at so it's really not that far but the reason why it was a terrible decision is because i'm driving down the highway and all of a sudden i see i'm in the far right lane because i'm about a mile and a half out from the simpsonville exit Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i see brake lights and cars swerving and just not good the whole left side is completely moving the whole right side stopped and i'm like what in the world is going on so i know i have to exit so i'm like oh my gosh this place is so packed that it's literally backed up all the way from the light down there no Kentucky State Police officers have that entire exit blocked off where you can't even get off at Simpsonville. So if anybody knows that area, the next exit is like four miles, five miles. I mean, that's not a tough, right? I'm wanting to say that's like Frankfurt or something. I don't remember the city name, to be honest, because I was so flustered with seeing it. So Because I didn't realize it was closed. You're sitting in this line waiting when I could have been in the far left line. Then you get up to where you see, oh... I can't even get off here because you've got multiple cop cars blocking it, Kentucky State police officers, which I'm grateful what they're doing. I don't want this to be a shot at them because that's, that's not what this is all. They're just doing all. their job, yeah. Exactly. It was just maybe poor planning. Maybe they had a bigger plan than what I knew. I'm just saying, shouldn't have done this. Uh, I, I should not have even gone. So in my head, I go, you know what? I've been to Nike earlier this week. They had some great deals. I actually picked up, I think, multiple pairs of shoes not only for myself but some christmas presents actually i have all my christmas presents bought except for one individual fun fun fact for you as well too i mean there was a commercial for something earlier that i'll tell you after the podcast that is actually what i'm looking at getting that individual moral of the story drive up to the next exit and in my head i'm processing this whole time is it worth it let me work it Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Hopefully you didn't do that on the highway. That's actually not what I was thinking at all, but I had to go with it whenever yeah. I heard it. I'm sure for Ben and Fine Yap and Pl- I don't remember exactly how Missy Elliott says it backwards. She yeah, she literally just says that that whole line backwards. Which is very impressive. Um but I get off on the exit and I make the decision, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go back. I look whenever I'm passing the Simpsonville exit, you can get on on the opposite direction. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down the next exit. I'm, and you're going to outsmart them. I'm not going to outsmart them. Clearly they had a plan. I'm going to U-turn and I'm going to go back and get off there. There's a reason why this is happening. So obviously everybody else is also considering this option. And so I, I get a, it takes extremely long. It, it's now, I got out of work at 1 o'clock. It's now probably 2.15 at this point, yeah. <laughs> and a 12-minute drive turned into an hour 
drive. And so I, I get off on the Simpsonville exit and I notice obviously you can turn left or you can turn right. Well, I'm wanting to go to the outlet. So guess what I'm going to do? Turn left. I'm going to turn left. And so I go down left. Guess what? Police officers are blocking the entrance to the outlet center. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Okay, I know further down there's a light. You can go in that way. Also blocking it as well, too. So what you had to do was there was what they called overflow parking all the way down on the opposite side of the highway. You know where that gas station is over there? Wow. Across the street. So to tell you how many people were there that day, the entire parking lot of the outlets was full. Not, not a parking spot available, right? You go down to across the street from the gas station. There's a huge company with a huge parking lot, also completely full. So after I U-turn and attempt to go back down there, which is also another however long process. Yeah. Get down there and you can't park in the overflow parking. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That's already a mile walk. You know what I mean? Continue on further. The next one is completely full as well, too. There's two companies there that have parking spots full. I have to go all the way back to the third lot in which it was actually wide open. I think I was the first person to park there because I'm like, dude, I'm done with this. I'm just I, at this point. I'm like, why did I even get off? But to get back on the highway to go home was going to be another 30 minutes. I'm here. I'm checking it out, right? So this story is going to get even better, okay, if it hasn't got bad enough. (laughs) So you actually have to ride buses to get there. I mean, I'm sure you could walk, but it's obviously it's going to take you an hour to walk there because it's multiple miles to get there now at this point. And it's a handicap bus, and so there's multiple seats open in the back, but a lot of people are standing. And the woman who's driving is driving this bus insane you know and you've got people standing up with nothing to hold on so you're like bouncing off of each other people are falling down it's just mayhem we get in there and i go okay i'm I'm gonna go to a couple of stores i know i want to go to adidas they've got some adidas oswegos that i really wanted go in there they're 50 percent off same deal in which they were running that week still don't have my size so okay (laughs) another check on the box stinks wait wait in line to get into adidas not even to buy them to get into adidas then there's a huge line around the entire store if you've been to adidas where the registers are up front it wrapped around to the shoes and all the way around the back wall on there as well too so to give people a picture wasn't buying anything unless they had those shoes walked out went to the nike store i look at the nike store and the line is all the way back past the food court in the middle there and i'm like oh you've got to be kidding me so i'm like yeah i'm here i'm waiting so i wait in line 30 minutes to get into the nike outlet i get into the nike outlet now not only does nike not have any special black friday deals their prices have gone up from earlier in the week so <laughs> Now they have a line of 100 people waiting, and they're charging more money for the same product that I just bought earlier this week. So overall, I I know I've divulged into this way too much already. What I've come to the conclusion is another form of government conspiracy in which they have created these holidays, and they have created shopping days, which has then created the insanity of our culture currently which has led to (laughs) mental illness i'm just saying maybe i'm extrapolating a little bit there i blame it solely on the government i'm this should be my beef too this 
Navage. Yeah, nasal care. I'm not shooting no. water through my nose. No, poor idea. No. Very, very painful. Yeah, it sucks. All right, so are you done? I, I mean, I might Nothing else happened to you there? Dude, terrible day. I've never been to those outlets out there. I literally said, you've never been to them? No. Dude, we got to, I roll out there all the time. You got to roll well, with me. Well, I mean, me. I'm not rolling all the way out there just to go to Nike because I don't, I don't wear Adidas anything. Yeah, but I mean, it, I guess if you don't want to hang out, bro, it's all good. You know, that's no, all I mean, you have to say. We could do other stuff to hang out. We I'm ain't got to drive all the way out there to watch you shop. I don't. I I'm mean, not holding your purse, bro. Dude, it's not even like a big deal. I'm not holding your purse. You could hold it for at least 10 minutes. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll make it a trip one time. All right. It's worth it. I love that. Shout out to Simpsonville, even though they, they're downgraded in my book. Yeah. I do go out there on at least a monthly basis. Yeah. So my beef is a uh, is a serious one. Mm. You know, both of them I had somewhat serious, and then uh, but this is a serious one, man. So Government conspiracies. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure everyone that is somewhat into sports or maybe even not that is from this area saw the big story that's um come to the forefront in the past couple of days. I hope you're not talking about my guy again. Um, uh, no. Unless your guy's named Tim Ryan. No, Mike Vick. No. Good. Uh no, I don't have a problem. Mike Vick served his time. People may disagree with me on that. I don't agree with anything that he did. What he did was disgusting. But to me, he paid his debt to society. We should leave him alone. Rico Act. Uh, so, the 49ers radio analyst, Tim Ryan, made a pretty big fool of himself on a radio show the other day. I did hear this as well. And um, you figure in a time... In, in the time of 2019 that we would be past stuff like this. But apparently we're not. So for those of you that maybe lived under a rock that did not see this stuff, Tim Ryan um, was just suspended. So that's part of my beef because I think it should have gone past that. One game. Yeah, suspended for one game. When he made the um, remarks that the reason that Lamar Jackson did so well against the 49ers defense is because he has dark skin which blended in with the dark football, so you couldn't see what he was doing with the football. Play fakes. So, I, I it, ignorance is is uh, apparently running rampant with this fella. Is like you can't. First off, I can't believe you would even think that way. Second off, why would you say that? Right. And I don't know. It's. Now, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tread very carefully because I understand exactly where you're coming from. And I'm not going to play devil's advocate because I don't support this thought at all. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you a genuine, serious question. Okay. And the wording of it, did you listen to the wording of it? The only thing, I've never listened to it. I've only read the exact quote of it. Okay. And he says, because uh, he did apologize, which I'll give him credit for. It's a It's a brown ball. They're wearing dark colors, and he has a brown arm. Honestly, sometimes we were having trouble seeing it on film. He's making a play fake, and sometimes he's swinging his arm really fast. And you're like, okay, does he have the ball on that play? Then you look up, and Mark Ingram's running it. So it was technically a valid point, but you can't always phrase things better. That's what a response was to, to his 
to his quote. Yeah. But he says that his dark skin helps him disguise at dark football and, when running fake handoffs. So my point is his second um, comment on it as far as what he stated is still not a great thing to say because there's no huh. reason to comment on that nature, right? But as he mentioned, with a dark jersey, no matter what your skin color is, yeah. a play fake is a play fake. And obviously the defensive players are not only watching the ball. So discrediting him is, I think, his first mistake. Second mistake is bringing skin color into the mix. It yeah. shouldn't have done that. But the reality is with a dark-colored jersey and having the ball tucked in tight and making play fakes, um, there is something to be said about all of that. But once again, not in that manner. And I, actually, I say something to be said there's a credit to that that there should not even be noted because you're taking away from what he brings to the game yeah. and that's his accuracy that he's passed with this year his elite speed and his shiftiness to make you yeah, miss why not if if anything why not just say Lamar Jackson is a master at play at fake. the play fake yeah. and he was a lot better than maybe we even gave him credit for on film I agree if you say something like that guess what none of this even happens none of this is ever brought up I don't think so and I think that's the thing I wanted to say is I think he made a genuine mistake so I'm not going to crucify him because I, I don't think it was you know how there's comments that are borderline there's questions yeah. that are comments that are inappropriate but then there's comments that are racist and, and in this case I do not think this comment was a derogatory intentional racist comment i think it was an uninformed illogical spur of the moment mistake that was not worded in the correct form or fashion so i agree with you he he there should be repercussions for that because i would hope that this helps him never make that mistake again i think with having a platform in which you've done a 117 technically podcasts i think but with doing that many podcasts and doing as many as I had, my, my concern is always you say the one wrong thing and it offends the wrong person. Yeah, like you're back on the green. <laughs> I, I mean, I, listen, I have to tell the truth to our listeners. And so when there are things that are close to my heart and I make a mistake and get back on the cream, I got to let them know where I stand and where my life has yeah. fallen to, which actually I haven't had some cream in a long time. Oh, I did. My mother made these crazy majigima thingies that were delicious as well too and homemade carrot cake by the way so yeah take a bad subject turn it to a good subject yeah. with with delicious ice cream I, I get where you're coming from understandable beef as well oh by the way i didn't get any which is going to be surprising to you but bridgestone arena bridgestone arena also had the butter pumps like movie theaters have really yeah and I was like, oh, I got to go get some. But I was like, no, I really don't want to get up and walk up there and be the guy that I'm hating on. You know, that's, see, made you get in your own head. You know what I would do, though? What's that? I would bring mashed potatoes to that game and then butter pump it. <laughs> that's, so, that's, that's legit, dude. That's so much. What else would you bu- butter pump? Um, I could be taken the wrong way as well, but you understand what I'm saying. Trying to think really what else I put butter on. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think as well, too. A uh, baked potato. Yeah. So I guess it's all like potato y stuff, right? Well, popcorn's not really potato y. No, that's not at all. Cornish. 
Corn kernels. Cornish. <laughs> yeah, Cornish hen, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really, I guess there isn't a ton more that I would butter pump. Bread, maybe? Waffles? Mm. I do put butter on waffles. Yeah, I would do that as well. I felt like, I remember when I was a young child, you know, on, a, on occasion, this is, you know, not on the reg, but on occasion, you had two different types. You had the margarine butter packets, which are like the country crock, nice soft Can't butter. believe it's not butter. Yeah. But I'm just talking about the little packets that you got with stuff. And okay. then you also had the square that looked like the chocolate mint candy. Yeah, Andy's mints. Clearly were not. You know what I'm saying? Now, on occasion, um, you know, could have snacked on them a little <laughs> bit here and there. So I'm just saying there was a couple of dares in my elementary days where people would not think I could eat the amount of butter in which I could. And I won, won a little bit of money at a young age based off eating entire chunks of butter makes a lot of sense now yeah yeah it's true so where were you going with that well i was just saying you know i guess i kind of realized my mistake was that i thought that i put butter on a lot more things than what i did when in reality i just ate whole chunks of butter which is <laughs> kind of a yeah i mean really the only things i put butter on waffles bread biscuits yeah so i would still say that's bread but uh potatoes well, typically biscuits are bread i would hope yeah yeah cornbread yeah which if is also they're bread. not i'm kind of worried about what they are you know what i'm saying here's a real question what do you put on your pancakes of course butter you put butter on your pancakes yeah and syrup not, i mean if, if you want bro. you not go peanut bro. butter peanut butter and syrup i feel like peanut butter is more apt for waffles actually i've not tried it on there but trust me i'm not against it because peanut butter and pan peanut butter and syrup on pancakes yeah I genuinely think I have that more on waffles than I do on pancakes. The thing that blew my mind was actually putting fruit on waffles as well, too. You know, initially was not with the idea. And then after a couple of tries, oh, the other one is uh, whipped cream. You ever put whipped cream on pancakes? I, mean, I don't like, put whipped cream on a lot of things, really, outside of uh, pumpkin pie. I don't really know of anything that I put whipped cream on. I can say I never have really bought whipped cream for any specific purpose but i can tell oh, you i've bought it for a specific purpose yeah that's fair assessment I, I don't blame you for that actually i've had people who have had chocolate whipped cream and you know at one point in time when i was working for light up toys there was somebody who went to a get together like we did last night and they had alcoholic uh i mean I, of, yeah, I, I don't think it's called alcoholic whipped cream but you know what i'm saying it had yeah. whipped cream in it because i was like first of all i don't even like whipped cream like that much as it is just like eating standard whipped cream second of all it was chocolate whipped cream third of all it had alcohol in it like are you trying to ruin an american icon here diabetes yeah to eat your own yeah i guess that's pretty much it man boom i'm i'm i've had bj watching women's basketball the entire time we've been uh recording today it's amazing you turned off the houston rockets game i had to see this game man it's big 10 acc challenge which by the way this girl has got hurt 17 times also <laughs> number 21 on your ufl cardinals is wearing those adidas shoes that i was telling you about that i bought and i'm kind of indifferent about the nx nxt or next levels is that the one that trey young was wearing they're laceless yeah they, i was super intrigued by them. 180 dollars retail got a great deal on them she actually has the exact colorway that i have except for the inside of her adidas stripes are black where mine is just standard but the gum bottoms look nice i've seen her at o'shea's a bunch of times and she would definitely rival you for height oh, and i'm not exaggerating you think i'm you think i can get them digits i mean maybe I'm saying I've got that athletic tape she's wearing on her knee. I, you know, I I could supply her with some medical tape. You can get her in uh, 
My girl's on the bench. Is she decent looking in real life? I mean, I mean she ain't terrible. I mean, you know, that's the thing we said about this is going to be very. I hope this doesn't bury me. Okay, I understand this could be a bad thing to say. Women's basketball players. A lot of times when we're watching these games, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I genuinely believe it. I'm glad they don't show a close up on their faces too often. Jeez, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. That's all I want. I don't want just to go to let you guys know that's all him. That's all him. Yeah, that was me. I agree. I said it, but I'm just saying. A lot of times, you know, they're they're beautiful until you get to see their face and then it's a butter face which hey you know what i'm saying this is coming from a guy who knows you know he, he's, he's not a 10 you know what i'm saying i'm probably solid 9.75 but you're giving yourself that much out of 100 oh okay fair <laughs> enough fair enough <laughs> can't really argue that one well you know maybe i was thinking you know, less digits but hey to each their own i'm, I'm just saying she looks like a very attractive young lady she also looks as if she could dunk on me and Maybe I'm intrigued by playing her one-on-one like the love of the game style. Love of the game? You mean love and basketball? Love and basketball style. Love of the game, that was... Yeah, uh, for the love of the game. That was the pitching movie with... uh, What's his name? The... Dan Aykroyd. Not Dan Aykroyd. No. (laughs) For some reason, his his name was in my mind, too. Uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin... Kevin, Kevin, shout out to the Coster, greatest, greatest Christmas movie. Dan Aykroyd. I I don't know why it came to mind. Like it was just the first thing. You know, sometimes you just say coneheads. But greatest Christmas movie of all time, uh, Home Alone one, the original. Home Alone one's not even the best Home Alone, dude. Two is extremely good. I agree. Two, he does way more to them. You know what the problem is? Without one, you wouldn't have two. That's such a lame argument. I know, but it's a good one. You got to admit, like. There's some truth to that. I've also heard, you know what the other one I've heard to rival that, and I don't agree with it personally, but Die Hard. I've never watched Die Hard. Whoa. First off, I'm not a big Christmas movie fan. I don't really consider, well, even though people say it is, I don't really consider Home Alone a Christmas movie. Right. But I don't... Same I get, thing with Die Hard, though. That's that's kind yeah. of my statement. It's, but I'm also not really into like action movies like that, like Oh man! Manly action movies like people are like, yeah. Did you watch this? And I'm like, no. Like Hobbs and Shaw. Like no, nothing about that looks good to me. Well, I'm gonna agree with that, but that's not because of an action movie. That's because I do like Jason Statham, and I do like some of the stuff that The Rock is in. But that concept, it's you're Fast and Furious. You know that? Uh, yeah, and I hate those movies. Too. Yeah, so that's why it makes sense that you don't like that, no matter what. But but there, I mean, I could probably count on both hands of the action movies that I actually like. I do like action movies. Have you watched that Two Guns movie? I don't think you had Still seen it. Still haven't watched time. it, no. I have it recorded at the house right now, even though I have the DVD as well. <laughs> I, I'm going to go probably watch I did like Crank, speaking of Jason Statham. I did like Crank 1 and 2. Those were pretty good, even though those were though, even those, though, even though those were like really bro-ish kind of action movies where it's just like just beating your chest because this guy's just killing people and blowing stuff up. Oh, but great storyline as well, too, and well-executed plot. Now, I don't know if you remember the second one. There's that yes. one random scene where they're fighting, and then Godzilla comes in, and it's yeah. like the trippiest thing I've ever seen in the a movie. The best part of the second one, though, is when they're standing outside the bus. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> By the mailbox, is that yes. what you're referencing? Yes. Yeah, there, there's some hilarious parts of that. Look movie. at that suit jacket, dude. Yeah, the sparkle. I've been wearing a little bit of uh, seersucker into work. You know anything about the seersucker? I do, yeah. but I've never had anything 
owned anything that was seersucker? I actually have four items that are seersucker. I've got two pairs of seersucker shorts as well as two seersucker shirts. And you want to talk about comfortable, bro. Very comfortable and underrated because it's kind of cash but also kind of classy. Yes. And they're big enough to where they're like those Bahama or I think Tommy Bahama. Yeah, they're like Hawaiian style T-shirts where they're a little bit baggy on you, but that's kind of the style with the seersucker. You know what I'm saying? So I would go best Christmas movie though is uh, Friday After Next. Oh, okay. Friday After Next. Yeah, that's a good answer. I mean, now I will say in the series, you know, obviously Friday is the best movie in that as well. So if you can't tell, I'm a traditionalist. Like you, you got to pay respect to your elders. See on that one, I know that I'm in the minority, but I love Friday After Next the most of all three of those. But I love I love all three of them. Next Friday's the worst. Friday's the second best, and then to me, Friday After Next the best. I'm not even willing to say there's a worst because yeah, it is tough to say that because Next Friday is hilarious as well. When he starts when he starts talking about Baby D and how she knows all the new snack cakes before they come out, (laughs) so many lines. That's what makes me like those movies so much because of the small like subtle jokes that. Mike Epps makes in both of them. Yeah. Like, Mike Epps, people are going to get on me for this, but Mike Epps in those movies, to me, is funnier than Smokey. Like, the stuff that he says... I get what you're saying. The character in general... Yeah. I think is just a hilarious character. I also think... um, I have no way of knowing this. We have no way of knowing this. Yeah. I think a lot of that stuff is him riffing. Like, oh, I guarantee it's him ad libbing. Came natural, and then all of a sudden they just stuck with it and ran with it. Like when he in the second one, when he's like, "Those those aren't twenties." It's like they tens. I keep them clean though. Just like <laughs> stuff like that. It's so it's so ridiculous, man. It's like the stuff he says. But he'll, he'll always be one of my favorites. Like a lot of the movies, like All About the Benjamins. Great. That's a classic. I mean, when he's talking about the numbers for. 50? <laughs> yeah. It just, it, he has a natural way of having you buy into the character and and uh, you feeling as if it's a genuine individual. You're not in a movie. It's like, I know that guy. You know what I mean? 45, 47. He's bought into the role. But honestly, I don't know a ton of the other movies that he's been in. It's just those are the ones that I'm referencing that I do love. So maybe that's something to it as well, too. But got to give him some credit as well. Yes. But yeah, I mean that's really pretty much it, man. I think what is next week? I don't even know what next next week is. I guess uh, next Wednesday is the eleventh. I think today's the is today the fifth or the sixth? Fifth. Today's right? the uh, fifth. Yes. Yeah. Today's the fifth. My watch says the sixth. I just somehow. know next week, next Wednesday is the eleventh because the Wednesday after is my birthday. So, oh, boom shakalaka! Big plans. On the horizon? Uh, I will be at the Louisville game. So that was oh, going to yeah. say, next week will be on Wednesday. The week after will be, I'm not sure. We haven't figured it out yet because you said you may have a new schedule. So we may we may be Tuesday or we may be Thursday. It just depends. Well, I think hopefully uh, I'll be good to go. So we'll, we'll play it by ear because I think Monday, Tuesday, and Friday would be the days that I'll be working later in the evening because I'll make sure Wednesday and Thursdays, if I can, we'll, we'll keep it at what we're doing now. But you never know. Got got to take what you can get when you can get it yeah that week is kind of tough because we also have the king of bluegrass that we want to go to oh yeah and that's thursday so um we'll figure it out even if it's something that we both fill up to on tuesday to do late or something we may do that or we may just say skip thursday and go to the games friday saturday at the king of bluegrass yeah um that's christmas week you're saying uh it's the week of my birthday which is the week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, so Christmas the, week is going to be also another because what day is Christmas on Wednesday? This year? So we'll do that on um, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be out of town or not, so we'll have to play that by year as well. For sure. So the next couple of weeks we'll be playing on a different schedule. So we'll still get you guys some stuff all either way. Uh, Shout out to our sponsor, given the yes. updated website as well too. Yes. CenturyMortgage.com. See lat. Oh, Crystal Dash Lackey. You, know you almost saying? messed it up, dude. I was just a play to see Week if you're listening. Week one, dude. But guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Hopefully, you guys are still enjoying it. I did. I do have to shout out Trey Sean because he was like, "Look, man," he said. He said, "How's the podcast going? Like, how do you?" I was like, "Well, it's kind of funny that it happened this way because I was like, man, I really feel like we need to get a a guest on here soon to kind of freshen us up again." Because I, 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 I like doing those those things because I like bringing stuff that, um, you know, bringing guests on that we both enjoy that other people be like, whoa, how do they do that? Of course, and it's fun for us just to meet the individual and yeah. go through this process. I, I agree with you that that's fun. But I'll be honest, my favorite episodes are just sitting here chilling, doing these episodes like this. Yeah, they're so fun. It, it's great to have the guests on, and I think we'll have a lot more guests to come in the future. But, man, hopefully you guys are enjoying what we're putting out as well. And Eric, I texted him last night and uh, was talking to him about it. And his, I got I to gotta read his exact verbiage. He didn't cuss oh. in it so I can read it. But Eric is the guy, for those of you that don't remember, that gave the uh, nine 11. Nine-minute. <laughs> was it nine or 11? I don't remember, but that's what I was going to say. Is this yeah. a nine-minute text No, message? this was uh, – I texted him and told him who it was. And he said, oh, maybe he did cuss in it. Uh, he said holy man tell me a person in the city that's had bigger interviews than you have the past year and a half i'll wait yeah it's kind of words right there and then he said something about i said you tell me has there been a person lol and he said no man not a one dudes are getting jealous so he's he's getting people that are they're coming for the beast toes bro we gotta keep that mean you know what that means man we got to step our game up even more. For sure. Get I, guests that people are definitely not going to expect us having. I think we've got that in our resume. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The, the best is yet to come. Let's keep pushing. Everybody support the movement of Beast Beef and the partnership with NBA 2 Lou. Yeah. And let's see what the future has to hold for us as well as this city. Because I can tell you, I, I'm not a Louisvillian by birth. Yeah. But I have been an accepted Louisvillian by solicitation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well put. Uh, well put. Uh. But guys, keep liking, keep sharing, keep listening. We got big things coming up for you. But most importantly, beef out. Blah, blah.